Dan. Dan, may we start? It's too loud. Is it okay to start? <laughs> and can we start? Oh, da, da, start? Can we start? Can we start? All right, those are that's a joke for the people who saw that movie because this is the uh, <laughs> the the Dan and Brave presents. I think it's 20- the only lyrics from that song. Uh, there's a couple more lyrics, but that's the. the can hook. we start? <laughs> so may we start? <laughs> but can we start? Um, I'm kidding, but there's a lot of there's a lot of repetition in that the lyrics yes. of that movie. Anyway, yes, Dan. Uh, Guess Dan didn't see that movie. Yeah, did that Dan, spark, did spark anything? anything for you? Sparks anything for you? Oh, that wasn't from the firm. <laughs> <laughs> I had great piano like that. It had the same yeah, instrument. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I wanted to see that. I didn't see that. I wanted to see that. The yeah. net. What? What you're ref- you said. If you talk about what I think you're talking about, you said spark. Are you talking about the sparks documentary? No, it's uh, well, well, yeah, we'll get into it. It's a it's another movie, but it involves sparks. Okay, the Sparks Brothers. The sparks Brothers. Um, uh, this is Dan and Bray presents the 2021 movie ranking podcast uh and uh <laughs> no no the the, the uh, it's a podcast this is the movie ranking episode of the podcast uh where the three of us our pre- presenters are going to rank our favorite movies of the year my name is presenter brandon welcome to the show no what's your uh movie name we've done oh movies. that's right this is because yeah. we are also the cinnamon host bunch yes oh yeah um we're uh Yes, uh, as long t- long time listeners know, the show. My name is. What, I don't know. I feel like I've had a couple. What, one was maybe Paul Thomas Branderson. Um, yeah. Why don't you do relevant that this year? Yeah, you could support what he's all about. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Um, why don't you do I like that? that. Uh, yeah. So that's me. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay, Paul Thomas Branderson. It's me, presenter number two, presenter Danny um, of the Cinnamon Host Bunch. But it's also, uh, as Brandon forgot to mention, it's the end of year sincerity series. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, of episodes. This is episode three of the sincerity Damn. series because we're being sincere. It's, it's genuine. It's uh, genuine January. Oh, nice. <laughs> Genuinary, genuine. It's Jan Truary, you know. Oh, great! Yep. Uh, um, edited by our very own Brandon Tuzio, editor of the uh, Sincerity series. <laughs> um, frankly, my dear. Um, as yes. well. I'm yes, my dear. <laughs> I, I presenter Danny, aka. Hey, what was yours, West Anderson? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, it sucks this year, too. Also relevant right. this year. Relevant. Also relevant this year. Sucks. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm a fan. Well, Wes, yeah, Wes Anderson. That's fine. And I am Dave Cologne. Usually, you know, I'm in the film industry. I work at a nonprofit uh, <laughs> movie theater. I'm a manager there. But um, to be a little bit more fun... Since I am a movie figure, I don't like I could just go my go by my own natural name. I will be m- a little bit more fun and uh recall one of the great horror filmmakers yeah of all time, Wes Craven and go by my name <coughs> for the show, Wes Daven. And uh I watched a couple of Wes D- Daven films for the first time this year, so 
it's it's relevant to me. Nice. He died nice. a few years ago, but I did watch his movies for the first time in 2021. So, nice. hey, he's as real as <laughs> he can be on the screen. He's as real as he could be. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna have presenter after, after death Danny uh, explain some of the the rules and parameters. I want to tell the listeners and my fellow presenters just real quick something that I'm gonna do on the show that I haven't told uh, them, but uh, you know, you know, Dan has been all about this whole sincerity series thing, and how he's <laughs> like, "This is this is not going to be a fun episode. This is, you know, your all your picks are going to be, you know, sad and like serious." Yeah. So here's what I'm doing. Okay, I'm presenting my top ten list. My per like, which we'll talk about how we do that. But I'm going to call that the cowards list. That's my I'm a coward. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh my god. And I also have a. A Danden, a, a brave list. Uh, and if I was actually not a coward and I was brave, what my top ten would be. I like it. Ooh, so, so those those uh, movies, I'm not going to really like go in depth. I'm just going to say my number ten is this, but my 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 brave number ten is this. Just to okay. switch it up. I saw a lot of movies this year. We can reveal our numbers. I have, I saw seventy movies this year my that God. came out. Um, wow, true maniac. And so there's here's the, and and this is the thing. I said that uh, Dan when we first got on the call. Up until about like 35, I like them a lot. So it's just, it's very hard to see movies I like a lot in the 20s. It's, it's yeah. so hard to rank. So I didn't want too much to go untalked about. I'm not going to obviously talk about each thing, but uh, so I wanted to find a way to get sneak some in there and also make it a little more fun for Dan <laughs> and Dave. Make it wet for Dave. Fun for Dan, wet for Dave. Wet for Dave. <laughs> Dan, what is your number of <laughs> movies well, that you saw? Uh, well, hold on. Close to 70 or no? Brandon, you s- did you rank the 70? I ranked 70. Oh my God. Insane. That's very impressive. I, ha- I, I used I the ranking that. tool. I love that. I used I the I ranking that tool. Movies. That's great. Yeah. Um, Danny here. <laughs> so, well, I want to address something first, which Brandon pointed out. Okay. He wanted me to address the sincerity, the sincere rules. Um, for this show. So what we decided as a trio um, is that any movie that even though it had wide release or was available for the general audience to see it this year, if it was released last year in um, a festival like circuit or just one festival, not eligible for this, for the show this year. Basically, for the listener, there are going to be other examples maybe that come up. The two big movies that we decided to not include were Minari and uh, Nomadland. And Nomadland, because not only were they not nominated for Oscars for last year because the season was longer, and not only were they in festivals last year, 2020, but also they had some like advanced virtual screenings that you could pay for and watch in December of last year. So that's why we didn't include those two. And I think the father we, also is part of that team. I didn't see the father until after the Oscars as well. But yeah, so but they all those all feel like 2020 movies to me, um, uh, for whatever reason. But we we could mention the other one too because because of the Golden Globe also. The I care, I care a, lot. a lot. I care a lot. Which Rosamund Pike she won a Golden Globe. Yes, right. And some say she deserved it, but it was available on Netflix. I think February is when February, it came out yeah. on Netflix, and mm-hmm. I loved it probably would be in my top 10 i don't know where now but <coughs> i think it would i liked it I, yeah. it's not top 10 for me not but top 10 but fun it was a lot of fun it but was, I, did, yeah. I enjoyed it i really really liked watching it, it was nuts i cared a lot about it i care yeah. a decent amount yeah and it, was, it was fucked up 
yeah. All right. So yeah. So uh, that's that. Um, you know, maybe there'll be some other discrepancies, but I think we should get into it. Um, we'll see what happens to some friendships here. It's going to be interesting <laughs> to see who gets upset at what. Um, we I have guess oodles to talk about. We have lots to talk All right. about. All right, boys, let's go to the films. Let's go to the roll films. Ca- roll camera. Roll camera. Um, and now, but, oh, I wanted to hear Dan's number. Oh yeah, yeah. We oh, sorry. Then we gotta do Dave's number. Um, am I including the the 2020 festival movies or not including? Not including. Not including. Just not including. Be, I just guess. the official 2021 list. Uh, 33 for me. 33. Nice. Yeah. That's solid. That's really solid. You said it, yeah because you were worried. Three times the amount I saw last year. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I saw 10 even last year. If you remember our top 10 ranking, I saw exactly 10 it movies. Was t- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I ranked all 10 of them, which was fun to do. Um, but yeah, very limited last year. Uh, but yeah, I saw way more this year. I saw 33. I think. Nice. My final count was 62. Nice. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. 62. Doesn't look as good as Brandon, I guess, because he did 70, but still pretty good. And like yeah. way, way, way more than I did last year. I think I did like 20 last year. Maybe not even. Brandon squeezed in 10 in the last 24 hours just to. <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> I, <laughs> be, I, I squeezed a lot in because uh, the last couple of days. Yes, very, very much. Even was able to see one today. Um, and I ranked, I've ranked all of them too, Dan. I ranked all mine nice. as well. Yeah, uh, my ranking 62. starts to make no sense later, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is dumb. I should. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at the results of some of my bottom ones, and I'm like, this isn't. I think when I I think anytime I saw two movies I didn't really care about, I was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know. I know you just like throw them in. Yeah, I do have throw them def- in between two movies. Are like, I think it's right there. Yeah, I do have a bottom five that we could talk about later too. Yeah, I definitely um, want to do a bottom. Oh, yeah, I have we'll a bottom talk, few. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely talk about a bottom few. We're gonna go through our top ten. I think then we should do like like what was close to making the cut, right? And then, um, well, and some of those may be on each other's lists, so we can reveal that. Yes, exactly. Um, we'll do we'll do worst, and then I always like when we talk about like a handful of movies that we saw this year from years past too. If you guys remember it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, got a bunch of those. All right, my number ten. Uh, I think it's going to, based on some of what's been said, I think it's going to uh, upset both of you, but for different reasons. Um, oh. is Ready to li- get upset. Is Licorice Pizza is my number 10. I literally Ooh. just saw it today. Oh. It's way too... <laughs> it's Sorry. way too fresh in my mind to be like, I don't know it's where it fresh sits pizza. in the top 10, but I know... I mean, I, I know my history with Paul Thomas Anderson, it's going to get higher. We'll talk about the controversy. I'm I'm assume I'm just gonna assume it's on Dave's list, but um, and uh, it's a big assumption. <laughs> but I I just wanted to say it because it there. like it will be in my top ten. I like I said I just saw it and then I had a couple lessons, so I I haven't really had a lot of time to digest it, but thought it was great. It's in my top ten. Okay, Dan, is it in your top ten? Did you watch no, it? No, it's in my bottom six. Oh, what? bottom interesting. Seven, bottom seven. It's bottom been, seven. Might, okay. be a little, might be a little aggressive, but I, you know, <laughs> I, I had a. I did see. I went to the was theater. It political um, was it political within the last? <laughs> I went to the theater within the last week and, and I saw it, and I'm happy I saw it. 
Um, and this was one I definitely was hoping would come up. I, I really want to talk about this movie. Um, yeah, I mean, as soon as you learn what her age is, I was removed from this movie altogether, and I couldn't enjoy it oh, anymore. Okay. I, I don't... And maybe you guys can help me here. I don't really see why we're celebrating this relationship where if the gender roles are reversed, this movie arguably doesn't even come out. This movie is really not okay if the gender roles are reversed where a guy is 25 and the girl's 15. Like, I don't... Right. I don't really get why we're celebrating this, and it's portrayed in a way where it's like... We're meant to be rooting for this. And it took me out of the whole movie. Like, my whole thing watching this movie was like, well, okay, let me, I'll, I'll get back to this. That, that's the obvious, you know, controversy with, with the movie. I love Bradley Cooper. Love that whole scene a lot. That scene was fantastic. I was like obsessed. Right. That whole scene was great. There's a number of scenes individually I love. And I love a good, you know, just in general, this type of movie I do like. I like a really good, like, coming of age sort of thing. I, you know, I like these kind of movies typically. It's just, a romantic relationship that's building between a 25-year-old and a 15-year-old, it just removed me from being able to really enjoy this movie. I don't really get why... Yeah, I, I, I don't even really get why it's being as celebrated as it is and being so lauded and critically acclaimed. Like, you see people online complain, you know, complain about the controversy, but the controversy feels obvious to me. And it's, I'm, not, I'm surprised why it's not even more people that like, aren't cool with this. That's where I'm at with Licorice Pizza. I just wanted to say that, but I'm open-minded and I'm open to hearing you guys talk about it. Because, I, I mean, I like the acting and I like some individual scenes and I like the 15-year-old kid, like the the, you know, the different like businesses and stuff. He start, like I like the whole, right. I like what the movie's about besides the core couple. It it's, took me out of it. So I put it towards the bottom because it was just like the whole time it was bugging me. That's fair. I haven't really thought about it in terms of like what it should the okay factor of it or not at all. But I guess I really should. Um, like, why couldn't they just make her 18? It would change nothing. So, it would change nothing. Well, it, it would change. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. But she's not 18, I guess. But I, I don't know. Make the character 18. And you, he, you, you hear no complaint from me. Like, hmm. I, I, I think she looks young enough where she could do that. Like, I think, it, I think, okay. Well, Dave, do you want to respond first or, or no? I didn't even know we we're gonna get into this conversation, so I don't feel like I have a. I've, I'm not ready to even like talk about it because I I didn't think of it as like well, it's not gonna make me dislike the film. So but that's fair. I mean, not, I think it's, it's a fair. Not, it's not a fun conversation. I know it's not, but I just we're, don't we're know. Talk about this movie. I just had to be honest. Like, yeah. Well, no, that's I think fair. it's fair. That's and fair. I I there was a quote I I knew that Paul Thomas Anderson had said. Applying to a different controversy in the movie that I think actually applies more to this one. So in response to the 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 John Higgins, John Michael Higgins doing the Asian voice at the you oh, know at yeah. his wife, There's right? That right. Which yeah. which is like played as a joke and doesn't affect the plot, right? So his defense of that is, in this time, that's a reflection of what people were doing, and so why can't we show that on screen? Now again, I think. I think it's fair to pick that apart because it's so throwaway as a joke. But I think his defense of that is more applied to their relationship, where back then, and I think the reason why he's showing all these businesses and stuff that he had is that he's being treated like an adult across the board. Right. It's not That's just in point. his relationship. It's like back then he could get away with more because, and, and so it's very indicative to the plot that 
if the roles were reversed, it'd be fucked up, but we don't see that as a culture. And so I think it's actually good that we're seeing as a culture that this is fucked up. It's like, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, it's not I portrayed think- as fucked up, but nothing is. Exactly. Like, which made me appreciate, yeah, I guess I, I couldn't articulate that, but like a lot of what's going on in the movie is not okay. Like you see a lot of things like, um, in it's kind of more in the fort, like the backgrounds. Like I was going to bring up that, like a lot of, Paul Thomas Anderson's movies, like the focus is toxic masculinity. That's a theme, mm-hmm. but it's not really in the foreground in this film. It's more in the background with like the supporting roles by Sean Penn and Tom mm-hmm. Waits and Bradley Cooper. And it's the insanity and like the acceptance of how they act. Yeah. And like there, no one questions no it. And the movie doesn't really question it, but it's just, it is, I guess it's supposed to be like, well, this was, this is what the seventies were like. So not if you want every, a movie that takes place in the seventies, exactly. it's going to look like this. Exactly. The movies, movies in the, about the past don't have to be portrayed like they took place now. Now, right. again, the reason why I think it's a little worse for the Asian joke is because it's played as a, a punchline. And so I, I get that complaint yeah. more than this. Now, I think it's, I think the punchline is more on his, I think, well, I don't know. I took it as like, he, it's more making fun of how like, ignorant this guy is but totally, still it's totally. un- it, i think it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable because 10 years ago people would be a, like would be openly laughing about like at stuff like that yeah totally yes you know so it, it didn't bother me because it's like yeah racism like casual racism was a thing of that time yeah and even not so long ago. yeah i just brought it up more for his defense of that because I, like i said i think it applies to that story more he's being treated like like a man like an adult by everyone else right that's a good not, point not getting consequences and so it's not just her relationship and like and 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 so i think the people i think it's a good i think it's a good turn on that trope because like you said and spoilers we may be talking about another movie similar topic where if it was the roles reversed yeah it would be a little it would be more visibly uncomfortable but the fact that less right. people are is the issue is that people don't think that this is an issue because it's like, well, he's a dude and he was pursuing her. It's like that doesn't make it any better, right? Um, and and just in terms of like the vignettiness of the movie uh, that I love, it's like it's I, I love that it kind of it makes me think of the name like the name of Licorice Pizza, which I didn't know for a while was like a it's like it's about record stores. Uh, it's a record store. There was the a name record, of record store, store because uh, it looks like Licorice Pizza, the, valley. the vinyl. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, on the surface, Licorice Pizza seems like it From doesn't go together, but it actually does, just like these vignettes. Like, they all they seem like they're not connected, but they do go together. So I, I really like that that kind of, and a circle, uh, like a vinyl, uh, things coming together. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. great. Uh, politics aside, I, d- I didn't want to say I, I loved Alana. She's great. She's really great. Yes. And I thought every that, performance um, is awesome. You know, I don't want to downplay that by this. It's, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely just wanted to bring it up because like, she's not an actor <laughs> and no. like she, her and Cooper Hoffman have never acted in a film before and carried yeah. this movie like all the way through. Loved yeah. her whole family. Which was really impressive. Um, yeah, and even I, like, at, yeah, I didn't know the Heim parents were in it too. It was, yeah, yeah. The yeah. whole family was, but she yeah. was, like, I, I thought even compared to like her sisters, it was very clear that she's like, Got way more of a natural, so comfortable like, on screen, yeah. Ch- like to have the has the natural chops, like compared to her sisters. Yeah, her dad was pretty natural too, though. <laughs> he was good. <laughs> he, was, he was funny. Um, uh, I love Heim. I want to say I, I want to make that clear. I love Heim a lot. <laughs> I also want to bring up really quick before we move on to Licorice Pizza. I love the uh, uh, that 
truck sequence. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. One of the most like unnerving. Oh, insane. Yeah. Sequences of all time when like Great. it's going down the hill, the hills in L.A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was she's yeah. backing it up. That was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, it's this adventure, but I don't know. I'm it's probably okay. I'm. Pro- <laughs> I'm probably never going to not feel like this is presented in a way where as an audience, you're supposed to be rooting for this. It just felt like right. they, you wanted us to root for this. And then they get, yeah, well, I don't want to reveal, but yeah, I, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It just, it felt like a promotion more than an observation. If that makes that's sense. That's a fair, that's a fair thing. Um, I, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, was, even yeah. I, like I do think it's for, yeah, maybe if he was, 17 or 16 it would have made it even like still still got the point across but made it a little bit more made it more shocking though it's 15 i guess part of the the reason why he made it like (laughs) that much like it's shocking for a 15 year old to get away with all that stuff yeah Yeah. yes so i guess like it makes sense why it's that age yeah it's it's it's, yeah yeah. it makes his point whatever point he's trying to push stronger yeah, um, I don't think we'll you know I don't think we'll dive that maybe you know in depth on <laughs> all these other movies so we can deep move dish. on. Th- uh, this was dish. one I wanted to really talk that about. Was yeah. sure. uh, that was deep dish. Sure, that was deep But real quick, so that was my coward number ten. My my brave top ten is uh, my brave number ten is Escape Room Two, t- uh, Tournament of Champions. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What's the name of this list? This is uh, cowardly. It, this no, is the my. Cow- no, no, my ma- like my main list is the coward list because I'm not brave enough to make these other movies my my top ten. Oh, I got my it. top okay. ten. So the brave list would have been Escape Room Two. That is what? What is that? Is it a horror movie? It's just yeah, it's just horror movie, but it's just like it desi- like these like extravagant escape rooms. It's really fun. <laughs> oh wait, yes, I know. You're, yeah, I remember the preview for that. Okay. Okay, Dan, you're number ten. Is it my turn? Okay, um, number ten, guys. I saw it. You've been recommending it to me for a while. It's Red Rocket. Oh, you saw it. Saw it. Red Rocket's coming in at number ten for me. There we I go. Um, are we talking about it? Is it on your guys' list? That's my list. Fantastic. Um, now this is interesting, Dan, because there's <laughs> also a a love. An even well, worse relationship. It's a worse relationship, but I know where you're going to maybe come from is like, it's clearly s- supposed to make you uncomfortable. Like, like, like how Brandon was kind of alluding to this, this relationship's supposed to not be good. It's not, we're not rooting for this relationship the way we were maybe no. supposed to really. No, everyone is fucked for up. The relationship Every single in, person yeah, in this movie is completely pizza. fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> um, but this was great. Um, Thank you, you guys, for recommending this. You, you, you knew I would like it, and you were correct. Um, I like that it wasn't as, you know, with knowing like a little bit about uh, just the syn- the synopsis, the the plot. Um, I like that it wasn't as, it wasn't too heavy. It was like kind of it was it was a little no. yeah it, it was basically light. It's very and, entertaining and entertaining and funny, yeah. which you know that's always a treat. You know, because there's a lot of very heavy movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> out there this this was just so enjoyable from start to finish but also you know he's a fucked up individual but it's nice to see him back you know uh, uh, simon rex um in a solid role i mean great performance from him um for those unaware uh red rocket he's a he's a porn star or a former porn star and he returns yeah. back home to texas 
Um, and it's just like his li- like trying to pick up the pieces of his life in Texas. Well, he really has nowhere to go. He's like out of money basically, and um, so he just he returns home. And the whole movie's about him being back home in Texas and his personality and his uh, wife. I don't think we need to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dave, say 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 you. Why don't you say what your thoughts and then how we saw it, and then I'll say my final thought. Great use of the song "Bye Bye Bye" by Backstreet oh, Boys. Yeah. Beginning. Well, um, okay. I don't want. I don't want to reveal too much. <laughs> Yeah, had an amazing zoom in mm-hmm. during one of the final scenes. I love that, and uh, just super entertaining, very distressing, uh, and kind of has a wild, yeah. chaotic energy of uncut, uncut gems. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a great um, comparison. Yeah, you know, that's true. Has a safety bro- bros, uh, like kinetic, wild energy to it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, just super entertaining. Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, Dave and I were able to see this together at the uh, the Philadelphia Film Festival. I yes. got us into that. It was really fun. It was really fun to see with like a crowd of like all film people. And so what I was going to kind of say just in juxtaposition to Liquor's Pizza is like, I, I kept saying this to Dave when we saw it. It felt like a magic trick. Magic trick. Yeah. Spoilers for uh, for anyone who saw it, but or who didn't see it, but it. You're laughing at him. like he's fun, like he's charismatic. He's, he's funny. He's charming. He's charming. You're laughing you, at him. You want to like him. You know he's a piece of shit, and you yeah. like him. And then the second he like sees the girl in the donut shop, and you realize where his mind is going and where the movie's going, you start feeling guilty for laughing at everything he does. 100%. And it's just like yeah. it's right. just it's just un, it's just an unbelievable turn because then he he still does the same funny charming shit, and you, but you just. It just completely turns every reaction that you like your instinct would have because of the context, and it, it was just such like a thrilling experience. It was it was yeah. awesome, you know. And they got Trump in the background, like the presidency oh, yeah. of Trump. Yeah, which is and you know mirroring like him, like he's yeah. able to like charm his way mm-hmm. uh, through every situation. Oh mm-hmm. man, yeah. he's, he's like truly a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And like um, all that, yeah. Sean Baker uses found actors a lot, and he's yeah, just like people, yeah. like uh, the uh, like the main the Red Rocket, the girl Strawberry. He like saw in like a movie theater with his wife. Like they just saw her and approached her, <laughs> and were like, "Who are you?" Uh, he and he does that. And it's awesome. So it um would have been a great movie for the Hump Report format on Dan and Bray presents yeah. because this. <laughs> The sex scenes are cut in a way where it's so funny. It's hilarious, the sex scenes. They're cut like really quick to like they're edited in such a quick way where it's they make it funny. Like it's not like mm-hmm. intense or uncomfortable. They make it just very funny that, you know, he's a porn star, he's basically, you know, basically a sex addict. Um, <laughs> and it's it's cut in a way where it's kind of hilarious. Like the like the way they do the you sex scenes. Fuck? In this movie. Yeah, like, like, yeah. You you wanna fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like um, but yeah, Brandon kind of nailed cool. it. Really, both you guys did. Uh, nailed. Get it? Get it nailed. nailed. Yeah. yeah. I'll re- I'll, I don't care about revealing my numbers as we go. Um, that's my number two. Oh, man. Yeah. It was great. I, re- I, I, I really enjoyed it. Dave, are you going to reveal? I no? will not reveal my numbers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> different, dif- different style. Different styles. I love it. That's, that's, what makes style. The show, that's what makes the show great. Dave, your number 10, please. My number 10, guys... Yes, just like the what Dan mentioned with the sex scenes in Red Rocket, 
let's stay in that territory. It's the Skinnerman host bunch. We're here because <laughs> my number ten is the religious, or should I say, sacrilegious porno recommended by show pervert Brandon Benedetta. <laughs> Benedetta. Benedetta. Show pervert Brandon. <laughs> show pervert. Uh, Directed by Madman Autor, Paul Verhoeven, starring a blonde, I think French lady, I don't know, and a brunette French lady, I don't know, and Charlotte <laughs> Rampling as well. Yeah. And it's about non-canonized Catholic figure, Benedetta, um, and it takes place in Italy, I guess, I don't know what time period exactly, but it's like post-Joan pl- of Arc. Yeah, it's during the her. plague, yep. It's during the bubon- bubonic plague. And it's spoken in French, but it takes place in Italy, and I really liked it. You know, it was educational. I'm a Catholic, and I never heard of this Benedetta lady before, and has classic over-the-top style from Verhoeven. Very violent and ridiculous, but charming because of it. And um, what I'm going to do for my top 10, since I said for the last uh, two Sincerity Series um, episodes... I'm going to wet this shit up because it's a little too dry for me. I'm going to tell you the liquids I drank for each one of these movies. Hell yeah. So number 10, Benedetta. I saw this morning, I had a little bit of coffee and water. And I had both my coffee and water black. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) Oh, black water. Nice. Black water, yeah. And, you know, for the bubonic plague and that period. Okay. Dan, did you see it? No, it's the first one listed that I have not seen. At all. I'm okay. so happy that you liked it, Dave. I'm I'm really happy you liked it. Well, so, I'm a Verhoeven head. You know that. So I, I love Total Recall. I love Starship Troopers. Should I watch this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you would like it. Yeah, it's like okay. not as it's not as as over the top, but it still really is. Like it's, it's like the sub like the setting is not the setting very, feels like it's very it's reductive like a, that people are yeah. saying it's just a sexy lesbian porn like you know like it's it I like mean, I did I just it, said it it is. <laughs> It, here's the thing. It well, is. I'm saying it as a joke, but it's more than no, that, obviously. It, no, but it it's is funny more, to also yeah. say. I mean, it is kind of a sacrilegious, like, softcore porn. Well, what's to, interesting. To a certain degree. Real, to real quick, just say a little bit about it, too. That's part of the themes of the film. It's part of the theme of the film, yeah. Uh, Verhoeven is a, like, he's a scholar of his, the historical Jesus. Like, Jesus, he's, like, right, very yeah. obsessed with, like, this time period. So th- it's about, uh, it's about a, a nun who claims. Um, experiencing um stigmata stigmata like the you know the holes in the hands and all that type of stuff and basically what the movie is about it's like i heard someone describe it like this it's like the catholic church is all about hey back then there used to be all this crazy shit going on and someday it's going to happen again and what, right. do you, what do you do when you're faced when somebody claims that you're like, eh, but really, it's like it's like where how strong is your faith? Where are you going right, to like right. separate that? Like it's like well, but it's happening to her, so can it really be real? It's like so I, I like that. Uh, you know, I said before I, I find a lot of almost any movie about religion compelling, and it's it's good. It's 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 it's. I'm so glad you like it. It's a great movie. My number six. Wow, number six for Brandon. My number ten. Yeah, fun stuff. Good you stuff. should definitely see it, Dan. Okay. Um, You're Catholic. You you should watch it. <laughs> You're Catholic. You should watch it. Uh, okay, my number nine. Uh, I'm going to say this is sincerity not... Sincerity Series. I'm going to say Sincerity Series. I'm going to say Dan didn't see it. I'm going to guess. And I'm going to say it's on Dave's top ten. I'm going to guess. It is uh, 
count them, Paul Schrader's the card counter. The card counter. Oh, it's not this, in my top ten, but, is ooh, it, but I did. Is this what I did love? Is it. this um, Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I. But I was going through well-reviewed movies of the year. I saw this one. I was like, oh, maybe Leslie loves him. Maybe we should watch it. But we did not watch it. I did not see it. Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. Keep going. Um, yeah, we don't have to get into it too much. But Paul Schrader uh, has become one of my favorite directors. Watched a lot of Paul Schrader movies this year. I know Dave really loves Paul Schrader too. We're Schrader boys together. Um, so that's my cowardly number nine. Uh, my my brave number nine would have been uh, it- Eternals. Um, uh, I liked Eternals <laughs> oh, a lot wow. because um, when Marvel gets accused of doing shit over and over again, it was different, and it was it. W- I I thought it. I and then people complain. Well, uh, I don't know. Whatever. It was fun. Who cares? The names were crazy. Um, Eternals on my list. I saw it. Uh, number eighteen. Cool. It's 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 my real number uh, thirty nine, but yeah. it's my brave number nine. Okay. You need to uh, reveal okay. the real and brave. You need to do this for every. Okay, yeah, you're saying. Room. So, do you think these are yeah. like brave in terms of like it's like controversial for you to say it's number nine? Like you it's can see the value car- in no, it. Yeah, it's like, like movies that do I. You, do you really like, like it more than Card Counter? You think? <laughs> no. Okay. So uh, I, no, I, it's not like it's not like <laughs> I would say that these are my ten. Fi- like my brave list isn't like these ten movies. They're like these are movies that I think are flawed, not great, but right. I, Things that Have touch, value. like 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 things that they do specifically that I like a lot that I want to vouch for a little bit. Um, okay, and probably probably really good rewatch value. Probably good. Re-watch okay, so value. and this is going right. to be a big theme because one of these movies is gonna is gonna win my award for. Best movie, I have a special award coming that's called, I'll, I'll, I'll tease this, a, a award coming that's called Best Movie That People Say They Don't Make These Anymore, But Actually They Do, You're Just Not Watching Them. <laughs> and, that's, oh, and that's mostly damn. what this list is. That's mostly what this list is. It's like, yeah, Escape Room 2, it's just a horror sequel. It's no different than before. Like, they're making them. So anyway, uh, there we go. Uh, okay. Dan, you're number nine. Okay, number nine for Danny is another uh, recent one from the last week or two. Uh, Pig. Recent. Pig is number nine. Um, oh, Pig. Yeah. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. Oh, bummer. Nick Cage. Cannot talk about it, I guess, even though it's fantastic. Just <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil it, but... Uh, Dave, how you, Dave, you should definitely see this movie. It, it was yeah. cool. That one, I'm, I meant to. It just it slipped away from me like a pig and shit. Nicholas Cage gets his pig taken from him, and that's all you need to know. Just go see it. But uh, also, but yeah. also not. But but I just also oh. want to say, but also not, because you hear that and you can imagine what vibe the movie is. Not necessarily. But that's why it's not you, like a classic Nick Cage movie. But no, but that's why you you're should, saying. But that's why you should see it though. And and it's and it's my number sixteen. Like I love this movie. It's like a really really great movie. I feel like you know. It, Nick Cage, you don't see him in too many like critically. I could be wrong. I feel like you don't see him in too many critically acclaimed movies any, like these days that much anymore. Right, right. So this was for somebody like me who really, you know, he's uh, coming back. I though. haven't seen that many Nick Cage. He's coming movies. back. Yeah, but it, um, the, this was if you go, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, if you, this, this was if this you was go great. in expecting like Bangkok Dangerous, it's like <laughs> this gets this happens and then he goes Nick Cage on their ass. It's like no, right. that's not what this movie is. Uh, no, it's better. It's, it's great. It, it's it's really good. Um, it's really good. Like what the movie ends up being about is it's cool. It's it's good. Um, 
don't remember any other actors offhand. <laughs> Who played the pig? Babe? <laughs> yeah, babe. Yeah, babe. Babe. <coughs> babe. Um, but yeah, I would recommend it to anyone. 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 <laughs> and um, we're not just talking humans here, folks. Any animal. Yeah. For it everybody. W- it was great. The whole animal kingdom. Uh, Dave, your number nine, please. My number nine is F9. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I I can't believe really? that. I can't Wait, believe really? Put, I can't believe you put it that high. That's sweet though. I know Prob not as beloved as Fast Five, Six, Seven. I think people like it more than Eight. But it was such a fun summer return to theaters type of movie. The movies are back, as Vin Diesel said. There were several other movies that I thought were superior, but I had to put F Nine at number nine. For fun, baby. Come on. For fun, baby. And I loved um, Tyrese's ongoing existential crisis throughout the oh, film. Oh, yeah. That was a, a meta Great addition it, yeah. to the film. It's, always, it's been kind of meta for the last several films, but this is even like yeah. the outdid themselves. Like, uh, why, why are we dying? Why, why don't we die? Yeah, well, why? <laughs> yeah, like, was, we're superhuman. Like, we're invincible. That was very, um, a very good gag. Yeah. Uh, bald representation, although... It was sad that we lost two lead balds for a full-headed yeah. hair actor, John Cena, who played Vin, Z- Vin Diesel's white brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> unex- <laughs> not explained. Um, <laughs> uh, he has like what? What did he say? He has like Nordic roots. You have a very Nordic. Oh yeah, face. They, they address it. They do address like, it. Charlie's Theron, like, like mentions his uh <laughs> oh my god his face anyway i finally um it finally took the series of space in the silliest most entertaining way possible yeah, it was great with tyrese and luda uh i just really enjoyed the experience it's one of my favorite uh movie going experiences so i i had a lot of fun i put it at number nine no matter what was going to happen i was going to put that <laughs> at number nine no matter uh, what i saw that, that's good um brandon where was it on your uh full 70 Honestly, pretty low. It's not. It's at sixty. But 60. oh, sixty! Wow. Yeah, but I think I think it was just like, I don't know. I think maybe I need to watch it again because like, I don't know. I was I was maybe just a little soured by it when I saw. It. I didn't see it in theaters, and so it probably like I wasn't probably. I I, I can admittedly say I was not in the right mindset because I love that franchise. Um, and uh, I just don't really remember it too well. I just, yeah. It had all the magnets. Ma- the magnets was this one with all the magnets. Right, right. I, and it was a lot yeah. of like flashback scenes with uh, Vin Diesel and John <laughs> Cena and his yeah. and their dad. That's right, yeah. What was it? Was, uh, F- and then what did was you- F8 the submarine? Yes. Yes. Okay, this was... Fate of the Furious. Furious. When Vin Diesel turns on them. Seven is great. Five is the best. Which... Yeah, five is the best. Because I, I rewatched the... the cr- I, I watched all of them leading up to it this year. That is something I did this year. <laughs> oh, wow. I forgot I did that. I watched all of them leading up to it this year. I completely forgot I did that. Um, where it's Statham on the airplane, that one's insane. Where Statham is Oh, like, that's a great... That's an that's eight. That's seven, right? Is that or eight? eight? I think that's yeah. an eight, like and that's a good sequence. sequence. on the plane? Yeah, right, that's a good right. sequence. That was fun, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think nine is, for me, might be the weakest since, like, four. Okay. Hey, I listen, like, that's I you guys. I, like, I think I like five, What six, did you seven, drink, Dave? F9. Or um, was the joke the wet part of the, the rank? Oh, I didn't get to tell my wet part. Um, 
I drank a vanilla flavored root beer. <laughs> and I tried to like at one point when I was peeing, I went to pee. I went to like go refill the soda, but the system didn't work for me. Like the soda system doesn't work for me. I think they now have like um some kind of uh <laughs> barcode on the soda cups so like they they prevent you from doing refills really there's some or they just turn off the system by the time <laughs> i got to the soda machine i don't know what happened i like no i like but the, i couldn't get a refill and it was like a little really bit complicated version of, of of it more i like that i think you should stick with did, that did you drink a vanilla root beer in honor of vin diesel's questionable ethnicity like it's vanilla, i think so yeah like yeah vanilla was, root beer it's a yeah, mixture he, of flavors. He's never and really revealed colors. it. He's never really revealed it. He's he's kind of like Tommy Wiseau with that, where he's just like doesn't. <laughs> In talk real about life, it. I think he's um, of mixed race, right? Yeah, but he does. He's never. I think he's pretty cagey about it, right? Or diesel. Yeah. Um, kind of Nicky. Um, F nine was number fourteen for me, so close. Okay, I did enjoy nice. it, but yeah, of the fr- you know, I think another one of the a little bit lower, a little yeah, bit lower, right? Yeah, yeah. But still very entertaining. Yeah, definitely. Fun time at the movies, for sure, which you know I'm going to... The gonna movies <laughs> are back, and they're, they've been back ever since. Oh, yeah, I'll be, talk, I'll be talking about that when we get towards the top, how important the movie and the movie theater experience is, as you guys have heard my rant about this before. It's important. Yep. Um, okay, number, number eight. Number eight? Yep, number eight for me. Oh, uh, we ha- we haven't been snaking. I don't know if... Oh. oh. Uh, well, too late now. Too, too late, late now. Too late now. Too late to snake. Um. Okay, number eight for me is the Green Knight. Gonna upset Dan again. Movie. Oh, yeah. Forgot to watch it. Dan, did you see it? Nah, oh, you forgot. forgot to watch it. Nah, okay. I forgot to watch it. Didn't watch it. Plus, I heard mixed things, and I was like, eh, I don't know. I'll see this eventually, maybe. Yeah. It's on my list. Nice. I don't reveal the numbers though. I'm don't different reveal than the numbers. Brandon. <laughs> um. Cool. So we could talk about it. Uh, I'm like Vin Diesel with his race. <laughs> KG. Um, really, really great design in this movie. Like, I, I love it. I, I love like that's a, what I, I said. Uh, really, I said great costume design and design of the titular Green Knight, Green Knight. character. Green Knight, so cool. Like, uh, yeah, love love the design of on him. the Green Knight. Yeah, the, yeah really, really sweet. Uh, Alicia Vikander, not really getting talked about enough in this movie. Love her. Oh, She's yeah. one of my favorite actresses. Dual um, role. I, I. I jokingly said on Letterboxd uh, and to uh, and to our friend of the show Pat that this movie is about Instagram. That was like my my take on it. But I, what I what I meant in a serious way is that like what I like about movies about like Arthurian legends and myths and stuff like that is like yeah. the the stories that you build around yourself. You, if you can't live up to that, it doesn't matter. And that's like what I meant about Instagram is like this whole like curating this like image of yourself and then, but right. like what really are you at heart? And that's what this movie's about is like this legend, this myth that he lives off of. But in the end, will you live up to the moment that you've now like hyped yourself up to be? Is that what's going to happen? That's what to me the movie's about. Love it. Yeah. I said um, it was trippy, kind of sexy. Skin and Hose Bunch style. Very Arthurian yeah. thinking man stoner film. Uh fun as hell CGI, Dan. You like CGI. You love the <laughs> yeah. Harry Potters and stuff. This one has a talking fox hmm. mm-hmm. and like howling uh, nude giants. Mm-hmm. And Dan, and spoilers. Got, there's yeah. well, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't say it. There's uh yeah, there's something very relevant to Skin and Hose Bunch. 
the uh, oh, yeah. the main guy, if I'm thinking of the right guy, I like him. In Dev Patel. Uh, yeah, Dev I like Patel? him in everything else I've seen him in. So He's great he, in it. Yeah. He's great. Dev Patel and uh, directed by David, what's his last name? Brandon? Lowry. Lowry, who also did a ghost, uh, story, ghost, a ghost story, which I love. Love that movie. It was okay to me, but I did like <laughs> some of it. And um, this one I liked a lot more. And uh, the line reading of Your Lady, sorry, Your Lady by Alicia Vikander was one of the most memorable <sighs> movie moments, the MMMs of the year for me. MMMs of the year. Uh, I will reveal what I drank when I reveal my number. Gotcha. Love it. Uh, was this a theater movie for you guys? <coughs> you saw it in the theater? Nope. No. Saw him at my at my movie theater. It was like the first group viewing screening we did. Nice. Since we got back uh, to reopening, so it was like it's also special for that reason. Got um, it. Cool. Uh, Green Knight. Um, oh, that was my number eight. That was my cowardly number eight. My my brave number eight. Ding 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 is also the winner for best movie. They say they don't make them like this anymore, but they are you're just not watching them is those who wish me dead uh it's, those who wish me dead yes Whoa, what is this mm. so quick quick uh summary um there is uh little finger from game of thrones okay. and nicholas holt you know the bag boy from fury road witness <sighs> me you know what I'm talking about? He's also Beast in the X-Men movies nicholas holt anyway oh, got it um, got it yep he's a great uh, actor he's also in the favor right Yes, yes, great actor. Uh, yeah, the two of them dude. are a set. This is literally a movie that you would just turn on in 1998 and it'd be on TV and it would be like starring like Kurt Russell or something. It's so they're assassins. They're trying to kill everybody in this case, and a young boy uh, has to sur- survive in the woods. Angelina Jolie is a forest ranger who has to save him, and uh, John Bernthal's in it, and it's just like a dumb action movie about a forest fire and assassins chasing a kid, um, and it's so nothing and they just don't make them like that anymore but they do you're just not watching them oh uh, what is it called again <laughs> those who wish me dead those who wish me dead yeah really fun okay. really enjoyed seeing angelina jolie because she like barely does movies anymore and this year she did too uh so there we go cool that's my that would be that would have been my brave pick number eight welcome back number eight where is it on the real list um <laughs> number 46 okay thank you <laughs> Dan, <laughs> all right. Is it my turn, number eight? Yeah, um, go for it. This is where I probably piss off Brandon. This is where Dave doesn't care. Eight is where the Snyder Cut is going. Oof! Oh my God! Absolutely, I, I fucking loved it. Four hours, and I was glued to the TV the whole time. I love it. Huge improvement on the the first one was such trash. Huge improvement in every way. I loved every second of it. It was ridiculous. It was. Probably pointless, but I, I don't care. I loved every se- <laughs> I loved every second of this movie. Um, the Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> Fuck yeah, loved it. It's getting the eight spot above Pig and Red Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a nice sixty, a sixty on my list. <laughs> wait, it's uh, sixty-two. Wait, I'm sixty-two. Brandon is in your bottom five, also. Not in my bottom five. No, oh, it's, great. it's okay. I'm happy about it, that. It's, Thank God. It's it's uh, fifty nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, top, top sixty. I loved watching this. A lot a, of those yeah. places are just for because of Ben Affleck. It would have been very low if he was not in that movie. <laughs> Fair. Um, 
Yeah, but they did justice to the uh, cyborg character. I thought that's why. That's another part of why I really like. Who cares about cyborg? Boring ass character. They did him justice. Don't even remember. Um, it was great. Uh, that was your number eight. Uh, remember it being dark and and boring for yeah. me. Um, <laughs> Dave and Long. Number eight. Yep. Number eight is well. Speaking of car movies, F nine. Here's Titan. Titan. LOL. Titan number eight. Uh, Brandon. Top ten. Or no? Yeah, I guess I I guess I fucked myself by re- saying I was going to reveal my number. This is my number one. Oh, it's your number wow. one! Ha ha! Gotcha, bitch. I, um, <laughs> I didn't see it. I guess I got to see it. I um I proposed it to Leslie, and she was a hard no on the disc. So. Well, you proposed again? Yeah, I proposed by saying, wow. "Will you watch Titani with me?" Titani, <laughs> Titani. Uh, inky pregnancy serial killer family film. Okay, that's why I shouldn't want to blends watch it. genres very <laughs> clever, cr- cleverly and creatively. Uh, recommended by Brandon and uh, some of my other friends from the movie business, and uh, for how gruesome and sexy it is, it's also very touching and funny. Phenomenal performance by the guy who plays the fire chief. He kind of has this like Christopher Maloney vibe to him. Yeah, Dan. I think you would like him. He's got like the same kind of build and oh, yeah, hell his yeah. body. His funny, body like is him. yeah, yeah. And um, I, I probably drank water, but I honestly don't re- remember. I watched this like uh, a few weeks ago, a week and a half ago, I forget, but great film <laughs> like no other. Uh, it's French too, Dan. So it's European, get some European flavor in your, Ugh. in your diet. Yikes. Yeah. Very, Ugh. very similar diet. to like similar vibes as like possessor from last year, that body horror, like Cronenberg type of stuff. Totally. Um, Carpent, John Carpenter vibes, but like Dave said, very like, touching and sweet and like when you're when you're watching the movie in the beginning and you know because like i knew people said that about it too and you're like when is that gonna happen and you right don't, you yeah don't, you that's don't, been told to me that was told you, to me like a lot of times by everybody who i saw saw it and i actually think it makes the experience fun because you're like right. trying to guess when that's gonna happen and, and like what, what kind of turn will it be exactly yeah. so like i'm sure it would be a great turn anyway not knowing that that's gonna turn but i i i found it really enjoyable to be like when is that gonna happen and then when you kind of realize what's and you know uh not um, another movie I'm, I'm guessing we're not gonna talk about but i will mention uh, with a similar theme of like um just really really interesting like look at gender identity and and body image and on all that stuff too just there's a lot going on and uh, what was so what was your number one last year brandon it was um uh never really sometimes always okay better or worse oh, than right that? uh i like it better okay oh this one titan you like better i think oh, i don't know see that's one where it's like that movie it's never really is just like I don't know. That was a, that was that's a tough one. They're, I both love them a lot. This is more just like a fun like like you could just enjoy it too, just for just the insanity. Um, oh yeah, totally. You guys so. would rec- recommend I watch this one? Yeah, yeah. I you, you would you would enjoy it yeah, for okay. sure. There's a lot. It's very entertaining. Lot. Yeah. yeah. I'll add it to the mental list. God, <laughs> so much. Um, all right. So you said you think you maybe drank water. I think I drank water. It was not really important. What I drank for this one was not very important. I don't have a good story surrounding it. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, my, seven. Yeah, my number seven, I'm going to guess not, neither of you saw it, and it wouldn't be on your list if, it, if you did. It's The Last Duel. Um, really, really it. love this movie. 
I wanted, wanted, Scott. wanted to see it. Ridley Scott didn't get to. I think I will see it eventually. This is one of those movies where I went into I'll just say real quick because we don't have to get it. You know, it's not on anybody's list. I went into it assuming I was going to love it because of half lo- knowing I'll like it, but also half of the bit because of how much I like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. But <laughs> I loved it, and then I watched it again, and I, and Jodie Comer is so good. It's, it's like a Rashomon-type uh, story where it's t- told from three points of view about uh, you know, a woman woman that ex- accuses a man of assaulting her, raping her. Adam Driver, there's a couple actors I want to highlight who had just, like, insane years, but, I mean, Adam Driver, I don't, he can't do wrong in my book. He just keeps getting better and better, and out of the two of the three movies he was in this year, this is my favorite. He's so good. But Jodie Comer, just incredible performance. Love her. I've been telling you guys you should watch Killing Eve. The show's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's she's excellent. Mm. Really great movie. Great show. Uh, really, Scott. Congrats on two movies this year. Um, and so that was my uh, cowardly pick, and uh, uh, my brave pick, starring the same actor, is Stillwater with Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> God, oh, Dave, did you see Stillwater? Yeah, that movie. Was you <laughs> did? I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't yeah, even I bother it. it. I saw the cover and I was like, no, thank you. Uh, the movie's whack. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't it, so so bad, but it was it was not good. It, it it yeah it's just again it's just a movie that is just like this would be on tv you know like 20 years ago it's like a you know he's trying to That's help hilarious. help solve his daughter's crime or what happened what's your what's the true number for that one? Oh, my true number for that one is four, where is it it's like 49 yeah 49 48 okay. yeah 48 <laughs> oh man yeah dave where is it Still on your water. list Stillwater is it's probably not that low is it Oh, it's 56. <laughs> it's uh, pretty low. How many did you see? 60? 62. Uh, I won't be watching this one. Um, really don't Still care. water? Yeah, you don't really need to. Don't, really don't yeah, care. It's, it's a, don't, don't watch it. Um, okay. He says theater really funny in one scene. That's That was a good part, part of the movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Watch it on YouTube. Um, oh, and uh, yeah, sorry. Any, anything, anything else on a Stillwater or there's a, there's a charming <laughs> there's a charming dancing scene in it. Uh, go ahead, Dan. Number seven. Um, yeah. Okay. Number seven. Uh, we are continuing right along within my uh, superhero realm here. We had uh, we had Justice League at number eight. Snyder cut number seven is Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten oh, Rings. Shang Chi. I put this one pretty high, Um, and I'll be honest with you, this is solely going off of what I remember my movie theater reaction was immediately after. I think Mm -hmm. I had conversations with people about this one after, and they were trying to put me down. Not going to let you put me down on this one. (laughs) Um, And I'll reveal... No, no, that's not true. Never mind. Um, Really enjoy this thoroughly. Um, I think... Basically, they took okay. The Marvel Marvel TV tried to do this like more mystical element with uh, with uh, Iron Fist. They like kind of tried to touch on this sort of part of the Marvel universe, and Iron Fist was horrible. It's a really truly horrendous show. Really bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's Iron Chef. Iron <laughs> Chef was pretty good. Yeah, Iron Man. Marvel pretty. presents uh, <laughs> Iron Chef. Iron Man, the Black Sabbath song. A lot of good iron stuff. Yeah, but but iron. A lot fist. of great iron stuff. Irony. I love irony. Yeah, 
Iron Fist, really bad. This movie took it, ran with it, and it was awesome. I thought some of the action sequences were really good. Like the bus scene was fantastic. I love that. And I love the like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon sort of style like of the film, like the whole way. I <coughs> just thoroughly you know, enjoyed this one. Is it uh, um, in the top, you know, 10 or like Marvel movies or even 15 for me of the entire MCU? No, it's not. But this year, I, um, I enjoyed watching this, and this was just another example of really enjoying going uh, back to the theater. Um, I guess a criticism I have is the very end is probably a little too long. So that's what I was going to that's what I was going to say there, that like yeah it has the marvel problem of the last 25 minutes you just don't care because it's just it's, <laughs> it's just, a little too long at the end. So but then yeah. that's the reason why I wanted to highlight Eternals more than this cuz I did enjoy Shang-Chi like I I I like him I thought they were like a lot of the stuff was fun until the end but I liked Eternals more because it it tried different stuff and this was a more just right fast melt fastball down the middle marvel movie where you're like you feel the beats. I think that's fair. I it, my problem with Eternals is I just didn't even really enjoy the first half of the movie that much. Like I really liked the second half a lot uh, of Eternals. But at the beginning, yeah. I was like, I, it kind of lost me a little bit. I I don't know. I wasn't that into it. Yeah, I um, like seeing big giant uh, things on screen. <laughs> and um, I like I like Kumail a lot though. Kumail was great um, in Eternals. And yeah, Shang Chi. I think that character is a welcome addition to the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for the future and. Uh, Aquafina, Tony usually, Long, you, Aquafina, well, Tony Long's in it. What's that? One of the one of the great. Uh, he could have been the biggest star of uh, Skinnerman Host Bunch in another timeline, but Tony Long was one of the great uh, actors of Asian cinema. He's the father. Yes, that's right. I was reading about him. Yes. Amazing. He's a, he's a big deal. I was unaware. Huge deal. Um, yeah. But Aquafina usually bothers me, and she didn't bother me in this one. Yeah, she was fun. <laughs> so there's that too. Um, <laughs> Number seven. That was your number seven. Okay, Dave. Number seven, let's talk about it. Netflix presents The Power of the Dog. Yeah. Yeah, all three of us saw that one. Uneasy, family, tormentor, quasi-Western from acclaimed Kiwi director Jane Campion? Campion. Uh, If I were to come up with three words to describe this picture, Dan, they would have to be ominous, cerebral, and understated. (laughs) Why'd you point me out when you said that? Because <laughs> you Try. know, because you know, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, th- okay, never mind. I'll bring it up later. Um, excellent dual role by Johnny Greenwood, who did the score as well as play the teenage son of Kirsten Dunst. Just, just kidding. Uh, but really, I, I loved the <laughs> acting. There's some great <laughs> aerial pastoral shots of the landscape. And cars of the of the era t- driving, cute half of the 20th century hula hoop scene in there. Um, I thought Benedict Cumberbatch, he brought it. And I'm I'm not a big Cumberbatch guy. I don't think I'm familiar with his like best work. Usually it seems like it's boring stuff I wouldn't want to watch. But I thought he was really good in this. His accent was pretty great for uh, for a Brit. Sometimes it would he would he would reveal when he was screaming he would he would sound kind of British, but. Other than that, I liked it. Um, an excellent petty tormentor of um, Kirsten Dunst and, and uh, Jesse Plemons. And there was fun lingo of the day peppered in there, too. Panano for yeah, piano. I love, I love that. His nibs for, for the governor. And I had a weird guava beer <laughs> that Brandon left in 
Dan's fridge in Chicago when we were there for a Chicago trip, and I brought that beer over uh, with me uh, to my house, and I finally drank it for Power of the Dog. Was th- was thinking about ordering a hot dog. Haha, didn't do it because there was no uh, hot dog places open at the time of my viewing. Uh, but it was great. It was a great film. Netflix does it again. <laughs> Uh, Is it on any of your list? Netflix does yes. it again. It's my number four. Um, a, 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 yeah, checkbox movie. Uh, just more in terms of people. Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, and Johnny Greenwood. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, I, I was at, like Benedict Cumberbatch. Someone I like, but like didn't would never imagine pulling something off like this. Just that the, the yeah, scene totally. where he's playing the banjo upstairs uh, and she's like you know like the call and response thing it's like so scary it's like sinister banjo it's just like and that's what that's what i like about and i jane campion is another filmmaker that i watch almost all her movies this year uh and just like i've become really obsessed with her and she's she's just become one of my all-time favorites um yeah like uh, like just like like a reimagined western about repressed male you know sexuality and and uh, you know obviously you know bronco has become a, a meme on the internet and a twist movie that is oh, like I didn't, I didn't see that but i love that he brought it up like 150 times the, yeah the name. yeah yeah um <laughs> bronco henry <laughs> yeah right bronco henry yeah um <laughs> just a really and and like it's a twist movie that's not like a, a haha it's more like like when you watch it again it's very rewarding to be like Oh, okay. Like, like it's you, you, it's like this. Like, Sixth Sense has a rewarding thing, but then all the other Shyamalans don't have that because you're like, well, now I get it. But this is one where it's like, because you don't sense that that's coming, so you're like, oh, okay, interesting. Right. Didn't, didn't see that. And so then when you rewatch it with that in mind, it's like a whole different movie experience. So very, very re- recommend cool. a rewatch because it just has a with that new context. A lot of the scenes have a very different power dynamic that's the thing too is that like like and dog dynamic and dog dynamic yeah like like benedict thinks he has the power like he he thinks he's in power in so many of those scenes especially obviously in the second half with young johnny greenwood um but once you realize kind of what was going on it's fake power it's this it's and it's yeah it's it's yeah that's the power of the dog hmm. oh yeah dan your your number uh 21 for me (laughs) um i think it was too much of a crawl a little too much of a crawl for me the the pace kind of kind of a baby kind of a baby pace yeah it was just like i don't know i i like the i like that crawl i just i need more things (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm a child with a lot of my movie watching habits like i just um but was great. it too ominous and cerebral and <laughs> understated for you? Yeah, all of that. Yeah, which you know, <laughs> it's um, great performances though. I, I, I like everybody was great. I loved the return of uh, um, Dunst. The, well, and the, they're the, from Fargo. Fargo couple. They were a far. They were. Uh, a cu- they were yeah. a couple. Oh, on is that where they Fargo, got together? The show. Yeah, yeah and that's how they got together. So um, that's cool. And that season Dunst. of Fargo with them two is amazing. So Dunst it's nice checks to see, in. Um, what's his name? Sorry, Plemons. Jesse yeah. Plemons. Um, it's nice to see them two, you know, back together on screen. Um, and yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch, he's awesome. You know, he's 
and and the end is is interesting. It's cool, but yeah, you know, not Don't enough here. You know, and a top ten ranking, it's got to have a lot of rewatch value, and this movie didn't really have much of that for me. Unfortunately, interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Dave, that even, was your... even after Brandon pointed out that it's better, maybe it's a better movie on the rewatch. Now that you know what's going to happen, I'm not watching this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, don't care. So Dave, that was your number seven. Number seven, Netflix presents and Power of the w- Dog. Weird guava beer bought in Chicago. Cool. Uh, yeah. So my number six, uh, we already talked about. It's Benedetta. Um, uh, so we don't have to talk about that again. But great movie, Paul Verhoeven. That's uh, my cowardly number six. My brave number six uh, is old. M. Night Shyamalan's old. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I said it in. I said it to uh, again to Pat in a, in um, front of the show, Pat. But real quick visual trick: uh, the opening scene. This isn't really a spoiler, Dave, but it's about a beach that makes you old. Um, but they get they get to the beach right, and they're in the thing, and the camera is on the kids, okay, and they're like playing in the hotel room. It's one shot. The pan the camera pans all the way over to the parents. They're talking, blah blah blah. They're having a chat. The camera pans back, still one take, back to the kids, and now the kids have changed. And so it's like it sets up this thing that basically any time that pendulum movement happens, something off screen is going to change, and it like gets you like used to it. But what's what's fun is when it pans back over it's never like right in center of frame it's always like something like obscured and so you don't really know what's changed yet and until the context and so it's just visually just very fun and cool the dialogue tough the story who cares yet like the logic who cares about the logic but it's a fun it's just a fun stupid movie yeah we, we talked about this movie a lot uh before we started recording this uh old is on my list i saw it uh, number 25 uh <laughs> On, uh, it's on my high. real 26, and that's okay. pretty high. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is high. Um, I like it. Yeah, I didn't... I thought it was interesting. It didn't, you know... Um, almost always down to watch a Shyamalan. Um, but yeah, I mean, his... Basically, you know, his problem is he had... He's great at, like, filmmaking. Like, he's a good... He's a really good director, but... Yeah, the, the he dialogue, wants to be an auteur. The yeah. plot, he he is like is always shit, and he has too big of an ego. Like he wants, yeah. Well, he has actually walked his ego back, but he he should just be like Spielberg and just make other like make stuff like and like it would be just so because that's what he wanted to be, and then he became the master of horror, and he should just do master like, of the like. Twist. Does he always write his movies? Yes, every single one except yeah, After Earth God. and Last Airbender. If he directed movies he didn't write, they would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a great, he's a great yeah. filmmaker. The way things are shot, yeah, I mean, it's always really cool in his movies. Yeah, but very fun. Um, yeah. Okay, so that was my 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 uh, brave would have been my brave number six. My cowardly number six was uh, Benedetta. Dan, your number six. Okay, um, Danny's number six. Another comic book movie. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going back to DC. It's the Suicide oh, Squad. Fuck yeah. Oh, wow. Suicide Squad was great. I want to say it took me by surprise, but James Gunn, you know, he's, he, knows, he knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, as advertised, R-rated Guardians. It was, it mm-hmm. was awesome. I, I like, thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, start to finish, very entertaining. There's a giant starfish. Um, the John Cena character is insane. I like every movie I've seen John Cena in. I like his performance every time. <laughs> I like his performance I'm, every time. Okay, I'm glad we got to this. This is a great moment to Cena highlight rules. John Cena. Cena rules. Cena, another actor with three movies this year, Suicide Squad, Vacation Friends, and F9. Um, <laughs> he is such a better movie star than The Rock in every way. Oh, better movie star. Oh, wow. Star. Like, he star? Just, okay, maybe not movie star, but yes, better. His Welcome movies back. are always better. But like. Uh, better actor. Much better actor. Better but his act- movies are always. Yeah. I'll say better actor. Movie star, it's, I mean, The Rock is the biggest movie I mean, star. He's I just mean. a star. Like, he's just a, yeah, he's just a mega star. So, yeah, that's, I, yeah. I just meant, and I guess in terms of like movie star, I mean like. I'd rather see a John Cena movie than a Rock movie, and it's very Starring indicative on my list. John, yeah, over The Rock. Yeah, but I don't like. I like Cena as not the main character, though. He's great at that. He's great at, right. at, at like you know. I the, agree with that a lot, Dan. The vi- like, was it comedy um, he was in? Oh, was it Neighbors? Cock blockers. No, cock. Yeah, yeah. Blockers. He was so well, great as like the as a dad. Blockers. blockers yeah. He was fantastic. Um, I really like uh, the Transformers movie Bumblebee. He was awesome in that one too. If anybody saw that, he's like the evil. He's like the like the general. He's the B. He's he's perfect. He's like a perfect villain in that one. Um, and this movie, he he was great. Also, and uh, he's Peacemaker, which is getting his own spinoff show on HBO. Yeah, show, Cannot show. wait to watch that. Love seeing Peter Capaldi. Wait, um, wait, is it pe- Peacemaker or Pacemaker? Peacemaker. <laughs> Um, uh, I love David Desmalchian as the polka dot man. Like I like they yeah. went like ridiculous <laughs> yeah, with it. I love yeah. Stallone as the the shark. Yeah, it was fun. Um, oh, the shark. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's number forty. Where is it? It's number forty. It's forty something around here. I mean, I I, I liked it a lot. I, I th- it, again, a similar problem though. That I, like the starfish was insane. But again, the last twenty minutes, I'm just like whatever. I liked. I wanted more of the like, you know, in the. Well, Whatever. It's a fun... I enjoyed the, like, let's see what this person's deal is. I, I wanted to spend more time with them in the beginning. The ones that died immediately. Oh, yeah. Of. that <laughs> Yeah, that, that whole thing was yeah was insane. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I hope we get more of this side of the DC movies because it was great, and we're about to get these spinoff shows. I, I can't wait. Dave, your number six? My number six, Spencer... Um, about Princess Diana, starring Kristen Stewart of the Twilight films, at a breaking point in her marriage with with Prince Charles and her role in the royal family during the Christmas holiday, 1991. Kind of like an artsier. I kind of think of it as an artsier companion piece to the most recent season of The Crown. Um, directed by Pablo Lorraine, who did a similar themed biopic of Jackie O, starring Nat Portman a few years ago which had my favorite trailer of that year. Um, I think this time the movie lives up and even surpasses the trailer. And um, I love the title because the world knew her as Diana, but I always knew her as Spencer personally. And uh, another great score by Greenwood. I have no idea if I like this one more than Power of the Dog. It's kind of like, they're kind of similar to me. And it's one of the hardest films um, to make out dialogue-wise. (laughs) <laughs> because of the British accent whispering of Stuart. But I kind of like that. It was like kind of like added to the delirium of the film. Um, and I think it was, I think this was my favorite cinematography of, of really all, all the movies movie. I saw this year. Um, I thought it was stunning. 
some really cool paranoia portrayed, some really awesome surreal moments peppered in there, but it wasn't like the main vibe of the film. And, and uh, I'm a freak for this type of fashion and car designs of the era. So that also helped me appreciate the film. And for drinking, I think I just had water. Another water. But a quick, but um, I did buy a bunch of quick check snacks. Oh. And bought them and brought them into the theater illegally. <laughs> I just want to correct the record. I I'm sorry. I was looking in the wrong. I was looking at an outdated list. It's my number twenty one. Uh, oh, twenty one. Yeah, that's hot. I like I like this movie a, a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, good score. I do want to say just I wasn't even gonna bring this up, but since you mentioned Jackie, oh the uh the other Pablo Ray movie, that's Jackie. one of my favorite. Jackie, sorry. That's uh, one of my favorite scores of all time, Mika Levy. Uh, that yeah, score is like that's insane, a great, great score. Like insanely good score. Like probably yeah. top five at this point in, in of all time. It's unbelievable. Listen to it a lot. Um, I, know, I, I need to give that one another watch. I think I was, I remember the night that I watched it. I was a little sleepy. I got to watch it again. Um, Not a good movie to watch when you're sleeping. No. Or when a, you're, it's you're feeling very, sleepy. It's a very it's, it's sleepy a very, movie. It's a very <laughs> yeah. sleepy movie, yeah. It's very, yeah. Got so it. I, Gotta be alert. Like, and like, honestly, coffee. like, Anything in my like sixteen through thirty range, it could be, like switch on any day. Like it's each chapter basically in each chunk like that is like that. Like you know, it's a little it's tricky, but I like the movie a lot. Um, cool. So that was your number six. You had water. Thank you. Uh, my number five. Um, getting back in the cars. Drive my car. Oh oh, I I want to clarify real quick. I drank water that I, f- like I, f- I brought in my reusable water bottle for that one. Did not okay. pay for any. Did not pay for any water. Okay. Any, any snacks for that movie. You paid for Only quick the check snacks. But well, not, not at the theater. Not, not at, the, at theater. the theater. Just right. to b- clarify. Yes. Um, Thank you. <laughs> no, <laughs> Gotta no, wet we the need, shit we up. We need to wet Gotta the wet shit it up. up. We gotta wet the shit up. Um, uh, drive my car. Either you guys see it. Did not see it. I don't. It was not really a possibility for me to to, to watch it in my region. Uh, yeah, I was able to see this. I saw this the same day that I saw Spider Man. It was a double feature. I was at the movie for seven hours because this, oh this, yeah, this, yeah, so this movie is three hours. Yeah, this movie is three hours long, and Spider Man was like two forty five. So it was a long night, but I had a great time. Um, yeah, this is. Uh, it's it's an ad, it's like, there's a lot of stuff going on, but. Uh, it's the director, um, forgive my pronunciation, Raisuki Hamag- Hamaguchi. Um, it's about a, a man who is, uh, something happens. There's basically a prologue that's like 40 minutes, like, like 30, 35 minutes, and then the credits start uh, that like could be a story that you like are, are told in flashback, but it's kind of, it's, it's a nice scene setting for then the movie, and he's, uh, he's putting on a play of Uncle Vanya, um, this, this has a, a, a theme that kind of came up a lot this year. I, I'm probably going to miss a couple other references. I just, I just wanted to point it out because I thought it was interesting that it came up a lot this year, that there's a, a deaf character in this movie, or mute, um, and, and signs. And a movie I didn't see, but I know is about this. Coda had that. Uh, Eternals had a, had a, uh, deaf character. And there's another, there was another one. It just, it, uh, ca- it came Haw- up Hawkeye. a lot. Hawkeye was head. Hawkeye. Yeah. So yeah. like a lot of, yeah, that, that maybe that was one I was thinking of. A lot of deaf representation this year, which is, it's always interesting to see the way those, these things kind of happen together like that. Like how did, you know, it's just, I thought that was an inter- interesting thing. 
uh, I, don't, I don't want to talk about it too much because you guys didn't see it. And it's not on your list. And uh, I don't want to really spoil it if anybody didn't see it. But it's a gr- really great movie. Yeah, I will definitely watch it when it comes to my theater, I think, this month, January. Uh, so that would that was my cowardly number five. My brave number five would have been Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, <laughs> starring the best movie star of all time, Venom, uh, Eddie. Um, I love Venom so much. I think it's... I've talked about it before, how much I love how much Tom Hardy loves Venom. Uh, and it, just a guy like that, that for years before this, uh, talking about how much he like hides and obscures himself, you know, in, in, uh, in Mad Max and in Bane and in, uh, the Christopher Nolan, what was it? Um, you know, what I'm talking about, uh, Dunkirk where it's yeah. like, he's like, he's like a big movie star, but likes to obscure his face. And this one, he's just hamming it up, looking like shit. Uh, and he's buys into it and wants to do it. I, I, I think it's charming. Love it. Problematic director, Paul Thomas Anderson. Love that movie. Apparently mm-hmm. Venom too. <laughs> it's 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 just fun. It's it. They're all all eating uh, eating up the scenery. It was. I saw it. It's number thirty one on my list out of thirty three. <laughs> yeah, it's my uh, my true forty four. Um, <laughs> brave number five. Um, which um is drive my car is at subtitles. Yep. Okay. Which is it? Which country is it? Korean movie. Japanese. It's Japanese. Okay. Um, drive my car. I don't know if I'll watch that one. We'll see. Yeah, I guess where we're at now, maybe this one isn't on your guys' list. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, this is number f- number five on my list. Great time in the theater. Not a perfect movie, but it was a great enough time for most of the movie where it's going to be ranked this high for me. No time to die. Number five for Danny. Bond. Bond. Shit villain. We could say that. Not a good villain. Um, kind of like the villain. It's fine. <laughs> nah. I guess, okay, shit villain is hard. I kind of liked him in this movie. I, uh, I'm not a Ram- Rami Malek head. As I share with you guys, God, I forgot, you know, I was trying to remember movies that didn't come out this year that I watched. I watched all the Craigs leading up to this one. I forgot I did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gave me, you know, some perspective and, and comparison and, yeah, we talked about how there are issues with like what? the level of villainy in these movies, like, mm-hmm. like yeah. right in in the second Casino Royale, it's perfect level villain, like low kind of right. lower level villain, amazing. Casino Royale is definitely the best Daniel Craig still. Um, I was gonna ask you what's the top of your Craigslist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice, Casino Royale, then probably um, uh, Skyfall, Skyfall, then this one, right? Then this one, I think. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think so I think, too. I think that's fair. At this point. Whatever, I'll say that too. Then the second one, Quantum of Solace. Then the piece of shit that was Spectre. Did not like Spectre. Uh, <laughs> eh, not an Spectre. Lights at that time? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Piece of shit is harsh, but it is the worst one of the tracks, <laughs> uh, firmly. But okay, now we're talking about. No time to die. Um, some incredible sequences, like the <sighs> Cuba scene. Oh Anna, my God. Anna de Armas, my amazing. God, she's. Yeah. Uh, I want to see that, every, everything she's hair. in. What I want to see everything she's in from now on. Like that scene yeah. was electric. I mean, like that's what you want out of Bond movie. Them taking shots. That for the first hour of that movie just is, on like unbelievable. Yes. Like, <laughs> like it, that was a fun movie experience. I saw that. Mean uh, uh, FXP, uh, friend of the show, Piz. 
from PizFest uh, saw it together. We had a great time. It's number 23 on my list. Okay. I just want to say real quick, something that I mentioned on the TV episode that I said I was going to like talk about. A big problem with Tate culture this time is that like, if it's not the best one that ever was, it, do- it doesn't have any value. And like to me, like Casino Royale is a gift when it's like not just a great movie, like a great Bond movie. It's a great movie. Like they're, those are, they're very few and far between in Bond franchise. Like it's not like it's like this like hallowed cinema thing. You know, it's only recently that it started getting more towards that. So like to yeah. me, it's a Bond movie. So I'm going to love it. It's fun. And they, I think people can, should be more okay with it just being like a fun Bond movie rather than like, oh, well, it's not like, I don't know. It, both things can be true. Like it's fun to talk about that stuff, but also, yeah, it's it's just good. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that completely. It was just um, like it. Very enjoyable, pretty much all the Lo- way through. Controversial Love ending. Score. Won't, won't, yeah, won't spoil. Controversial. Controversial ending. ending. Controversial Whoa. ending. And I, Dan, I actually, did you, did you go <gasps> when it, when it, when that happened at the end or no? I th- yeah, kind of. I think so. Probably. I, think I told like you that. guys yeah. what I thought the ending should be it would be more devastating, but they would never do that. But um. Well, yeah, yeah, we, we talked about it. that, and uh, yes, right, I, I right, right, yeah, right. I agree with you. Um, um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to. Oh, there great was, score! There that, was hearing the scene, Zimmer score. There was a scene when he's on the stairs at the end of the movie. I love that. that. Was incredible. Oh, so good. Oh so my good. god, that was so good. It was like, that was one of the best. It was action like one camera. It was just him on the staircase. Yeah. Like ah, oh. yeah, love it. Yeah. Really, really. I mean, yeah. I'm remembering different sequences, and that that's why this is ranked so high because it's. It was just a great time. Um, and not I, perfect, it, like I it, said. It had one of my yeah. favorite uh, attributes of a Bond movie that Dave and I always talk about, where the middle hour where you're like, what is the plan? Who <laughs> is doing what? Like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about, but boy, does Ray Fiennes have the best posture <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, you're just like, yeah, I'll listen to what he says. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, good pick. It was, no, it was number um, 24 for me. Oh, look at that, 23 and 24 for okay. 24. me and Dave. And that's good and, for me. And I won't spoil the ending, but ironic title. <laughs> wow. Okay. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, listen, if you're uh, listening to the show at this point, <laughs> there's spoilers. Uh, yeah, without spoiling, very without ironic spoiling. title of No Time to Die. <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> 007 in No Time to Die. <laughs> Uh, okay. Th- thank you, Dave. Um, <laughs> okay, your turn. All right, number five for me was Netflix presents the Hand of God. Um, didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see this one? No, don't know what this is. Oh. Guys, didn't see it. Oh, 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 Mickey Mouse. <laughs> It was a coming-of-age film about an Italian teenager from Napoli who is sexually attracted to his aunt <laughs> and is obsessed with, like, the star of his team's soccer uh, team. Wait, sorry. Uh, what? <laughs> okay. The star of his team, sorry, of his country's soccer team. Okay. Sorry about that. Went off notes. Um and the the teenager goes through a, a very traumatic family thing. Um, if I were to come up with three words to describe this movie, they would be they would have to be intimate, emotional, and drama. <laughs> this is Netflix's The Hand of God. Um, 
the joke is that that's what the description words are for <laughs> for that and power of the dog that's why i said that oh okay um, okay. Uh, okay yeah i was hoping you guys <laughs> no because they always yeah, say yeah. the same thing like cerebral <laughs> oh, right 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 ominous yeah um funny raunchy it's a v autobiographical film by an italian by italian modern surrealist paolo sorrentino who is known for the series a young pope and the movie the great beauty and i was a fan of his movie youth with michael Caine and harvey Keitel from a few years ago okay um there are surreal elements here for sure but because of the personal nature of the film it's much more grounded in nature than like his other films i've seen by this guy um, and Hand of God is a reference to the football player, like, like I just said, Pedro Maradona. Um, it takes place in the like the late '80s, and um, he like got a crazy uh, field goal with his hand, and they call it the Hand of God. And like everybody in this town was obsessed with this guy. Like they're so glad that he's coming to Napoli, and it's kind of like the background um, energy of the film. People were just being obsessed with this this guy, and it's, it takes place in the '80s love i love the 80s and people always think i'm an italian so this movie was really made for me the fashion and feel was excellent very european a lot of cruel jokes and very sexual kind of like titan in a, in a sense that's very touching and funny but in its own twisted way and like power of the dog excellent aerial shots of cars of the era driving around mm. i mean you sold me and I think uh, I had a leftover hard seltzer for this one. Hand of God. Uh, you you guys would like it. It's on Netflix. It's very accessible. It's an Italian. Okay. But um, two in, two hours and twenty, I think two hours and fifteen, something like that. Okay. Check it out. I'll definitely. Yeah. You have a net. You have a Netflix account. <laughs> Watch so. it. Think so. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to check. Yeah. Um. Awesome. That's your, that's your number five. Uh, My number five. Uh, and you had, what did you say, hard seltzer? Hard seltzer left over from uh, Christmas party. Which brand? Party. Which brand? Uh, some kind of tea. I forget what it was called. True. I'd never seen anything like it. It uh, wasn't, a, it wasn't like a, of any of the regulars. Ones. It wasn't one, any of the, the, the usual suspects <laughs> to make it movie related. To make it movie related. Um. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, my awesome pick. Awesome pick. Uh, my number four was Power of the Dog, uh, which we just talked about a few minutes ago. Power Dog. So that seven? that's my um, cowardly pick. That's my uh, sexually repressed uh, cowboy pick. Um, <laughs> my brave pick would have been the aforementioned Vacation Friends, um, <laughs> the Hulu John movie. Cena? John Cena. Right. And I kind of wanted to see this. I wanted, I wanted to see yeah. this one. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's John Cena it and Meredith ties to me a lot on, on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I watched it the other night. Uh, John Cena and Meredith Hagner from Search Party, who we talked about. Um, right. Right. Uh, yeah. And and then uh, Lil Rel is the main character, Great. and the actress's name is Yvonne or or oh wow orgy o r g i or no sorry o r g j i. Comedies are so rare these days. <laughs> like it's so hard. Like. You know, last year it was Palm Springs. Or it was like, wow, like a comedy that's funny. It's like, I can't believe more people weren't talking about this. Like, again, it's not groundbreaking or anything, but a movie about friendship. Like, friendship is fun. Uh, and uh, it's insane. Like, Cena and Hagner are insane. Uh, but, um, and it follows, you know, traditional beats of a comedy. 
uh, that you're familiar with, but it's just a lot of fun. It's fun seeing these people, like, you know, like actors that you know, but getting a little bit more of a spotlight. Um, yeah, fun, fun movie. Good for that them. Would be, that would have been my brave number four. Nice. Yeah. It's my real um, 33. It's a charming movie. I remember seeing you know the ads with John Cena, and I'm like, you know, I would probably really enjoy this. And then I just kind of forgot. you love John Cena. You were just bringing him up before. I know how much you love and him. And then I forgot about he's, that movie. It came and went. Why didn't you watch this? He's really funny in it, and and I talked about how much I love love Merrick Hagner. They're 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 so they're both so funny in it. Dan so, number so four. You, okay. So this is the one movie that I was most excited to talk about with you guys. This one. Because it's not one Ooh. I brought up. It's one I just discovered just from going through well-reviewed movies of the year. I saw the premise. and I was like, oh, this sounds kind of interesting. I read the premise to Leslie. She was like, oh, yeah, let's watch this. This movie fucking ruled. Ruled. It's called Boiling Point. You have, Boiling any, Point. You have any idea what this is? You don't? Okay. No. Never heard of her. Both of you should watch this movie. Brandon, I think you in particular should watch this movie. It's called Boiling Point. It's from the UK, British. It is. Oh, that's how it got past us. So the the. Oh, okay. I I know what this is. Yeah. Okay. Shit, I'm so mad I didn't watch it. The premise of the movie is on. I'm reading it directly from uh, Rotten Tomatoes. On (laughs) on the busiest night of the year at one of the hottest restaurants in London, charismatic, commanding head chef Andy Jones, played by Stephen Graham. (laughs) Uh, Stephen Graham, the guy that oh, I always think, right. the guy that I always think is Donnie Wahlberg for a second. Yes, he was in. He this, plays a lot uh, of Italians. The Scorsese, recent Scorsese movie, he was in that. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, and he's in Venom. And he's, he's in Ven- Venom. And he's in Venom. He was Al Capone in Boardwalk Empire. Right. Um, right. Good actor. Did know till recently he's, he's British in real life. Stephen Graham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he's the head chef at this restaurant. Um, I'm not going to read the rest of it because it's, it's too spoily. Basically, <laughs> it's one camera, one take, a busy-ass restaurant, high-stress environment, focusing on the staff of the kitchen. That's the movie. Yeah. It's fantastic. It was... And you get into the different personal stuff that's going on with each of them. You get into the customers, who some of them are awful, and... Um, so there's shitty employees, there's amazing employees, but it's mostly focused on Stephen Grant being the head chef, but it's about his sous chef, his staff. I love that. There's a critic that's there. They're like, oh, great performance, great movie. And the entire thing is just one handheld camera following it along. No cuts. No cuts. No cuts. Not one. No fake, no fake cuts. I, I tried to look for it. I, maybe, maybe one at the end. It kind of looked like it, but not the very end. That's not, that's the end. But it was very but seamlessly like, done. Like, I didn't mean to was. say. I didn't mean to say fake cuts. Like I mean, to say is it like a mean. true one take? Yeah. It didn't feel like Birdman, right? Where it was mm-hmm. like fake. <laughs> um, it felt real to me. I didn't. I haven't done enough research like to to know for sure. Like I didn't read about it, but okay. it, it looks like, like it. Is. It seems legit. I'm I not think it's anything. just like one take rehearsed. Like that's cool. Like, like a play. Like, like was, a play. Yeah. Yeah, oh. it's it's listed under actual, the Wikipedia article of actual one shot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> excellent. Um, highly cool. recommend it. Cool, like just so well done. Any movie that's going to be like a legitimate one take, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna like it. Like I like any movie that just like goes for it like that. Yeah, boiling point. Um, the London high end restaurant, and um, yeah. 
just excited great. for it. Yeah, excited a lot. Yeah, Where did you watch that on? I rented it. It's uh, like on just like it's a rentable. For yeah. it's, it's rental. Yeah, rentable project. <laughs> I yeah. rented a lot more movies than ever this year. A lot. Yeah, I rented a lot too. Like leading up to the Oscars, especially, I rented like mm. all those movies for twenty bucks, and then uh, I wa- uh, a bunch of these movies too. I, w- I rented. Mm. Cool, Dan. That's it. Uh, it's uh, I that only like popped up on stuff that I saw the other day, and I, I I my literal train of thought was, oh is that the guy that I always think is Donnie Wahlberg? And then I yeah. I, did, I like moved I moved past that was the last it. thing you thought about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's so intense and it's so good. Yeah, it's cool. Loved it. Adding it to the list next yep. to the Hand of God. Okay, cool. Hell yeah, hell yeah, we stumped Brandon. Um, I'm so happy. I was hoping that, that this would be <laughs> one that I could recommend to you guys. I'm so happy it was. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Really, because yeah. I love. There's not that many food like film premises. Yeah, like out there, restaurant food premise. I'm all yeah, in. restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's always it's it's another one where it's kind of like always engaging. But okay, it's like the opposite tone of Chef. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's not, the most. This is not Chef. Okay, Chef is okay. a very feel good movie. <laughs> Chef is the b- one of the best feel good movies, but um, this is not that. <laughs> uh, um, Dave, my number four we talked about was Green Knight. Finally wow. revealing the number, and my drink of choice that night was a Earl Grey tea, which was quite misty, English, and potion like to be on theme for the movie. And I wish I smoked weed before I saw the film, but I didn't. But honestly, I didn't need to. Shit was trippy enough. <laughs> Dan. Dan. <laughs> cool. Um, that, wow, number right, four. Number green. Three. green for Green Knight. Exactly, exactly. I was trying to tell people that. Brandon, you were going to say something about the top three. Oh, I was just going to say real quick, just because I, I kept noticing, like, a few actors that had multiple appearances this year and then a couple that had three. And I did want to give the best actor who was in three movie awards. Um, now, spoiler alert to pretty much anything, but at this point, if you don't know it, whatever. Uh, you know, the runner-up to this award were John Cena, who I just talked about, and Adam Driver, who was in Last Duel, House of Gucci, and Annette. I did not see House of Gucci, so I could not award him this, uh, this award. <laughs> but the award does go to Andrew Garfield, who, even though the three oh. movies that he was in, I don't think maybe were the best movies, but he kind of was the best part in, in all wow. of them. Wow. I'm glad you brought this up. Wait. Um, what are the three movies that I, he was in? I know two. Uh, I know two. Spoilers. Spider-Man. Uh, uh, oh, right. That is a spoiler. Tick, okay. Tick, Boom, and uh, Eyes of right, Tammy tick, Faye. Tick, Boom. What was the last one you said? Now, the Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, okay. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Brandon, because I saw The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Mm-hmm. Not a great movie. No. But what I, what I will say about that movie was I went into that movie with a pretty neutral opinion about uh, Jessica Chastain and a, I think a negative opinion about Andrew Garfield. Like, I don't care about this guy. Mm-hmm. Saw the film, complete reversal of opinion on both of them. Hell because yeah, they Chastain's they had such been, a fun Chastain's been great for years. Chastain's been great for I years. I thought she was too dry, but she, she put in a really fun performance and so did he. And now I like the guy, and now I'm looking forward to watching more movies with Andrew Garfield. Garfield um, is actually a really interesting figure because I didn't realize this until I went over this today. Uh, 
20 movies on his filmography. He's not, he doesn't do a lot of shit at, at all. Except and, this year. Except this year. The movie that turned me, there's two movies that turned me on him. Uh, were Silence and Under the Silver Lake. Under the Silver Lake, a movie right. that I cannot stop. Like, I think about the movie all the time. Uh, it's become one of my all-time favorites, and Silence has become one of my all-time favorite uh, Scorsese movies. And, yeah, like, I mean, Eyes of Tammy Faye, not great, but he was so good in. Uh, I, I don't know if we're going to talk about Spider-Man, but I will say I think he had the absolute... He he was the winner of that movie. I mean, just, like, really, really great. Um, and Tick, Tick, Boom... Uh, I think I've always had a little bit of a complicated relationship with because I don't love Jonathan Larson's music, but I thought he was great. Again, like really great in it. Like he's killing it in these like, su- he subpar just, movies. Like just he really killed it this year. He's a good actor. So he I is. Yeah, just, I, I did want to highlight that um, because I thought that was cool. That he did the three this year. I'm gonna um, look for our Andrew Garfield from here on out. That's it. Is was a complete change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Andrew Garfield Assance. Um, okay, so my number three movie is probably going to be the eye roll movie from Dan. Uh, another movie that Dave and I saw together is Memoria. Memoria. Um, Memoria directed by... <laughs> Dan doesn't know it, so I have no idea. Well, I roll. Talk to him. Talk to him. We, t- I, we know we told him about it. Um, uh, nah. Uh, so this movie <laughs> is directed by um, a, a Thai filmmaker named... And I I, I I listened to it to try to get this right. A Pichipong Weirisetical is his name. A Pichipong Weirisetical. Um, I had only seen one movie of his before. Uh, people always compare it to uh, Russian filmmaker Tarkovsky, where it's just like these long... Talk about pace, Dan. I mean, so this movie is... Here's, here's the premise of the movie. Tilda Swinton uh, is woken up in the middle of the night to a loud bang. It's like an insane loud bang in the middle of the night and the movie is her trying to figure out what that bang was that's it that's literally it and it's just her her like (laughs) traveling and trying to figure out what it's about and uh in my favorite scene of the year she goes to a studio uh with a engineer and um he tries to like recreate the sound and the thing with this movie is like like the scene where like there's no cut corners it's just like and it's not even that it's just it's not that it's one take but it's like in a in a moment that would happen in 11 minutes in real time you see the real time 11 minutes of this moment and so you're just like literally living in these moments so if there's a part in the movie where someone would be sitting in a chair and just thinking for eight minutes and nothing else is happening except the sound of nature that's what you're going to see on the screen and it was just like again a movie where it's like it's elevated so much just by the experience of, cause I had never experienced anything like that. We're just being in this theater and like you're forced to like listen to the sounds of nature and, and like just think about like, well, it's not even about like, what are they thinking about? It's like, Oh, I don't just sit and do this. Like silence is so powerful in the movie theater, especially. Uh, right. Yeah, the cool thing about those scenes in the movie, like watching it in the theater was that, it was like for for me, uh, it would weigh on my patience. Like I'm sure a, a lot of people in the theater, it would weigh on your patience. Like a still shot of a guy laying on the ground for, <laughs> it felt like 20 minutes, but it was yeah. I don't know, maybe five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was boring after a certain point, but it was interesting to be part of that experience. Like looking at other people in the theater, like what are they thinking about this? Do they want to leave, get up and go? Like like what, what's going on here? So like I I appreciated the experience. 
I don't think I loved it, but I definitely liked the movie a lot. It was very cool. And uh, uh, what else did I want to say about that movie? Oh, the other thing about that movie is that it stays on scenes for a very long time, but like the cuts between the f- the different scenes, you'd have no idea like w- how much time has elapsed. Mm-hmm. It's like very out of context. Like, okay, now we're here. Like, what's going on now? It feels like was this is this like a a week later. Like, what's what the hell is going on? It just it just like kind of really um disorients you the the whole way through. Um, but uh, cool movie, to, cool movie to watch. <laughs> it was my number fourteen. It's um something that I I I the, my immediate takeaway and Dave said it is yeah it's very disorienting it's very like it tests your patience and I think that's right that's part of the the point because like one of the my biggest takeaways was like I'm somebody who is always consuming something via sound in some way like it's rare that I'm just like walking around the house without listening to a podcast or without listening to music and it's just like I feel like I'm going from like one thing to another. And like, it, it it felt it felt like a like a, a jab. At, it was like a it felt like a personal attack to be like, I'm hearing the most nature sounds in this movie that I've heard in a while because I'm being forced to listen to them in the context of this. Like setting. we got you. You're you're looking at a screen, but it's and, making you think about your off-screen life. Yeah, and uh, so it just it, it, it and I thought it was also kind of funny in a lot of like really like like just subtle clever ways and i just so like kind of like in a non sequitur way like yeah what? it's very what dream- is, what's going on right it's now it's very it's, dreamlike it's, yeah um just a, just a really really fun experience i'm so glad we were able to see it in the theater uh dave and i didn't sit next to each other because I, I wasn't sure he was going to get there on time uh and so i didn't even know he was in the theater until after i realized that he had had uh had gotten in there but oh, and just to add to the pretentiousness of this movie, uh, or the pretentiousness of this movie, it's never going to be released on streaming. Apparently, it's only ever going to be playing on one theater at a time. It's <laughs> going to tour city by city. Oh my so god! You, so you that is like, annoying. But also, like, I would never want to watch this on a computer screen. Like, you got to see it in theater. So, I, like, right, right. It challenges you to actually sit there and watch it. So that is cool about it, but it's very pretentious. It's very pretentious. But uh, if, so, if it's coming to your city, I know it's in New York City right now. Uh, probably by the time this comes out in this calendar year, 2022, it probably is in a different city. I don't know when, but it's going to come back around probably in like I don't know two years. So <laughs> try to see it. It'll definitely come to Chicago, Dan. I think you should just do it for the experience. Dan, you're gonna love it. If you could keep track of it and tell me when it's here, then maybe I'll do it. I'm not I'll gonna, buy your ticket. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I'm oh, not, that there we go. I'm not gonna look, do it. I'm not gonna look it up. But if you follow track yes, it for me, I will, me, I will that, do that. Yeah, I will do that. <laughs> so that was my cowardly. Even though it's pretty brave, uh, that was my cowardly uh, <laughs> number three. Um, my my brave number three uh, was malignant. Oh shit! I didn't see that the movie. Should, should I see that? Yes, yeah, hundred percent. Movie fucking rules. I don't watch. You like, see it, Dave? I don't watch like true horror movies anymore. I get too scared. But this is like, <laughs> this is so. This is uh, like uh, new. I should say new horror, true and new. I like rarely watch these days. True, true new because I get too like pop up. <laughs> I get too scared. I almost said Justin Lin, but it's James Wan. Um, uh, it's James Wan who did uh, like the Conjuring movies and right, yeah. Furious Seven and like a, a bunch of that stuff. 
it's it, the movie is just insane. It's just and it's like, but it, it just, it's a movie that knows it's insane. And again, it's just like a B horror movie that it's not trying to be this like. And I hate this term, the elevated horror. When people are like, oh, actually. Get Out is, ele- I hate the term elevated horror. Like, horror can be good, it can be bad, whatever. But it's not trying to do it, it, anything other than just be out of control. And it's, it's you should totally see it. It's so much fun. Uh, it is my true 25, I think, yeah. Um, true 25, Brave 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um... Number three for Danny was another one from this past week, like Boiling Point, um, and like like Pig, like Red Rocket, all within the last week, week and a half. Um, nobody, Bob Odenkirk. Oh, I didn't watch oh, it. Right, I forgot about that. Absolutely movie. fucking see this movie. This was oh, yeah, so damn, much better I than I, so much better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a pretty run of the mill, like. Um, guy who's starting to feel like a dad who's, uh, who's starting to feel pathetic and wants to do something about it. Um, what did I try to compare it to something like, um, uh, like, uh, can't, I, I had the comparison before, but anyway, yeah, that's the general premise of it. Uh, beginning of the movie, uh, Bob Odenkirk, he's a dad in the suburban house. Oh, the mom is from wonder woman. Um, Connie Nielsen. Yeah. Thank you. Um, their house gets uh, like robbed and he has a chance to like do something about it. And like, but he kind of just lets the robbers go. And that kind of sets the tone for like who he is, um, you know, not, not too aggressive, but what, how the movie evolves from there. Um, it's the same writer as John wick. And that's all I'll say. And I, right. and the John wick franchise ah. is unbelievable. Um, it's some of the best American action movies I've ever seen. Um, yeah, Derek Kolstad. Um, he's the writer of this movie, and he wrote the John Wick movies, and directed by Ilya Neischiller, who directed um that like movie that was supposed to be like a like a living like video game perspective, something oh. uh, Henry something uh, Henry uh, Hardcore Henry yeah Hardcore Henry he directed that movie which I, yeah Hardcore which Henry. I never saw um but. Mm-mm. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for this and I kind of wanted to go see it. I'm so happy I watched it because it was even better than I thought. Like, the action. That was the next one I was going to watch. It was like, oh man, if I could squeeze one more in, it will be this one. Yeah, I don't know if it would be in either of your guys' like top ten, but it's a fantastic American action movie. Great. Um, cool. Christopher Lloyd <laughs> is in it. Really? And, yeah. I know um, him. I don't want to reveal who else is in it, but he's Christopher Lloyd is in it. Okay. Um, I thought nobody watched it, but uh, apparently it's not the case. Dan's number three. Um, I, I actually heard a few people yeah, who, who watched Kirk. it. He rules. Almost died this year. Remember? Remember? Yeah. The, remember that? Almost yeah. died. Yeah, that was it's after this film came yeah, out. Right? I think. I think he, like he was on health scare. set for Better Call Saul when that when he had the health scare. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, this movie. Different side of him, and it was awesome. A different side yeah. that I like to see. I don't have to add it to the list. I want to keep see. it on the list. Dan, that was your number three. Uh, Dave, your number three. My number three is this. Uh, like I, I guess it's just a cheat one because this is technically twenty twenty. 
but didn't get released to the lowly public like me until July of this mm. year. Zola. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Zola. I, um, Brandon, I think you know about this I one, I saw right? it, yeah. This is the Twitter thing, right? Okay, cool. It's like a Twitter... Yeah, it's based on a viral Twitter yeah. thread from 2015 by Azia Zola King and the resulting Rolling Stone article, Zola Tells All. Um, and it stars Taylor Page as Zola, a part-time stripper who is convinced by her new friend, played by Riley Coe, to travel to Tampa, Florida in order to earn money, only to get in over her, her head. Um, uh, this was my Christmas movie. I saw it on Christmas. Funny, dark, great style, directed by uh, Janiska Bravo, a truly contemporary tale. Um, and I just love the style of it so much. Um, it's a, it's a quick movie, like an hour and 30, I think. And from beginning to end, I was, I was hooked. Love the acting. Um, I think it's my favorite score of the year. And I think this is Mika also. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I drank water. I think Danny would enjoy this one. It's, it's kind of has like an uncut gems feel to it too. Yeah, I heard good things um, about it. Yeah. yeah, there's some really funny moments, but it's also like very eh, kind of hard to watch at points too. So like it's a good mixture of feelings, but um it's it's a movie I tend to to enjoy a lot. It's, it's the type of movie I I tend to enjoy very much. But number 3 for me. Uh bit of a scam, I guess. I drank water. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad you pointed that out because th- this movie and Judas and the Black Messiah were actually the two movies I had asterisks by because they're in like the the early 20s in my ranking. But they're the ones that I said I need to watch again because I saw them too long ago. What's your number three? Number two. My number two Brandon. we talked about is Red Rocket. Um, I love it so much. Yeah. Really big Sean Baker fan. Um, very active film watch. He's like a big film nerd on Letterbox, always watching stuff. Um, yeah, I follow him. And good interview, too. Uh, my That was my cowardly pick. Uh, my brave pick, funniest movie I saw. I didn't think I was going to like it. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Oh, number two. Is your what? Of my... Oh, is this your... Sorry, is your... Is my your, brave uh, pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah brave but this is pick. actually okay. my number... I, I almost... I almost watched this. This is my number 19, my true number 19. This is just like a legit funny movie. Like, I... This movie rules. I can't like it's so it's so so insane and stupid and like the Barb and Star go to visit Del Mar. There's so many like just moments of where they're just rhyming the dialogue and uh, <laughs> the guy I forget his name already, um, but he's the the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey is like the lead like like uh, male uh, role in it and it's there's just so many bits, so many. Did you see it, Dan? No. L- Leslie started watching it, and she said it was too dumb, and she turned it off. <laughs> it's so it's so dumb. It's so dumb, but it's Kristen Wiig. Like, they wrote it together. I forget the other woman's name. My apologies. But they wrote together. It's really, really funny. It's really good. Um, I love it. It's I reviewed it. really well. I, I kind of wanted to see it. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I meant to see it. It just... Didn't I, didn't get I, to it. I, I kind of, I, it's not like a so like when I said that like Vacation Friends was just like a yeah it's just like a comedy movie that comes out like they should be making like thirty of these this one is like 
this one's trying stuff. Like it's so it's so dumb. It's like it's like the fact it's a kind of like a Tim and Eric level type of thing, basically, where it's just like so unrealistic. Um, <laughs> it's it's really great. Uh, I think you guys should, would love mm-hmm. it. I'm curious for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely we'll watch that. Barb and Star. Yeah. Okay. Brandon being like, I'm not sure if this is going to be on anybody's list. Are you out of your mind? Do you know your pal Danny? <laughs> Number two is fucking Spider-Man <laughs> for me. Of course it fucking is. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, I don't know if it's going to be on anybody's list. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, not Dave. <laughs> Dave doesn't care. He'll never appreciate this movie for the glory and masterpiece that it was. I saw it, though, Dan. I did see but it. I don't care what your opinion is about this movie. I liked it. I liked it overall. Don't care. Don't care that I liked it. <laughs> Come on. Let him like it. Let him All like right, it. I guess you... It was you should, okay. I, I, you shouldn't be allowed to like it because how much you've crapped okay, sorry. on the <laughs> You should not be allowed to like it, to be honest with you. You shouldn't be allowed to. It was okay. Okay. that's That sounds more like you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like I, I, I enjoyed it, the experience, because like there was kids next to me going like, oh, it's it's a Green Goblin. And, so, you know, that was kind of fun, <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, and uh, and the Ard- I was going to bring it up, the Andrew Garfield, when I saw him in this movie, I was already primed to like him. So I was excited when he showed up, even though yeah. I did not see his amazing Spider-Man films. It is. I agree with Brandon Garfield. Oh, man, what a I mean, well, the appearance in general is amazing, but like. His performance, number two performance in the movie, number one performance is Defoe. Well, oh, Willem oh Defoe. Defoe. Insane, yeah. Oh my scary. God, Willem Defoe. Horrifyingly scary. So he made you remember that character. And he, he like did it even better in this movie than he did in the movie he was in oh, with, yeah. with Toby. Because um, now he's got the chops in. He didn't have the chops back then. <laughs> yeah. He um, had more practice over the years. Yeah. 20, 20 year old movie. Um, yeah, it took him twenty years from the time he was what sixty to eighty. No, that's not eighty. <laughs> <laughs> like if somebody told me that's the age gap, I would say yeah, I, 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 I buy that. He always looks so old. Um, He's probably like close to seventy, right? I don't know. I would guess yeah, probably like forty-five oh, to sixty-five. If it's like yeah. reti- <laughs> somewhere in yeah. there, yeah. I'm saying from the. Original the, the two movies. Oh, yeah. I thought you. I thought you were guessing that that was how old he is now. No, no, I'm saying there. that's the gap because it's a 20 year old movie that he was in. Well, he's 66, so you were wrong. Okay, my second guess just yeah. now was right. Okay, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, this movie was thoroughly entertaining. The well, I, I, I don't want to spoil any more. I mean, most. I mean, look at look at the figures. Everybody's fucking seen this movie multiple times. Everybody's seen. Everybody who needs to see this movie saw it. Um. The little character rumor of that this character would show up and then he did. That was my biggest, just as being the you know the fanboy that I am. That specific moment. Um, oh wow! Was I uh, when I, I, I lo- when I lost. We can spoil it. Everybody knows. Spoil it. All right, Daredevil. We're two hours into we're two hours into an episode that not many All right, people yeah, fine. listen yeah, to. When Daredevil showed when up. Daredevil when Daredevil showed up. up. Okay. See, I, I needed I somebody ye- to like scream out Daredevil to know who that was. I yelped like in the, in theater. the theater along with everyone else in the theater. Yeah, there. it was like, <gasps> like 
It was a yelp and then a clap to the point where you couldn't hear anything in the scene. (laughs) No (laughs) dialogue. (laughs) That's the movie experience I want. I want clapping and applause and celebration so loud that you can't hear the dialogue at all. And it happened multiple times in my theater. It was that scene. That's pretty funny. And when the when the new when both the new Spider Men show up, I don't didn't hear. I don't think I heard any dialogue in the entire scene when the Spider Man showed up because of how nuts the theater was going. This is number two because mostly because of the theater experience. Um, but also the movie, the execution of it was fantastic. Um, I, it's not a perfect movie because I don't know. I have some some qualms with it. Like I don't know if I love the way it ended personally. I don't like, and not all of it makes sense really. I mean, like, <laughs> um, but overall, I mean, wow. Yeah, the ending. The ending was d- definitely felt like. No, there's too many questions. Unnecessary, like, but they had to go as dark as possible. Like we have to have make it so well, like ins- yeah, insurmountable it, amount of. They I, did that because so, okay, of I don't Sony. Wanna, they did that ending because of uh, Sony. Okay, I think. Like, well, uh, they had to like one up the the drama to, no, to make it so to insurmountable. Reset, no, I they needed to reset it because of Sony's ownership and, and like um, it's a little bullshit. So it's kind of bullshit. I don't want to. Yeah. It's legal. I don't I don't want to be too net because I, I had a fun time. I liked the movie. I, th- this movie bothered me in a couple different ways. One, we're in this weird time where not just like movie fans, but like every like because this is the culture now. We're in this w- world where people openly are like, yeah, well, Sony has the rights. It's just weird that that's what is being talked about with like the movie. And yeah. like, I feel like that whole movie just exists from like an idea and then writing it to make that idea happen where it's like, okay, let's get all of them together. How do we do it? I, I, I hate the whole thing of like fixing the villains. I think that's annoying. It was, it was a lot of fun. And I, I so, but the, the thing that the movie, like, the plot stuff didn't really work for me, but like emotionally it did. Like I was like the moment, the Andrew Garfield moment, like that's a moment where I was like, they're going, I know what, they're, like, you know, that that was going to happen, that he's going to save MJ to yeah. like vindicate himself right. from Gwen. It's a moment that you know is going to happen, but it still was. But everybody executed cried. and Tears done well. Like it still was done well. Falling. And so that's like that's like a that's a great that's like what movies are. You know that's what's great about movies because it doesn't always have to be about spoilers. Like you know in in historical movies you know what's going to happen, but you know it's about how you tell the story that makes it effective. So it's right. that's why I don't really care about spoilers and all that type of stuff. Um, yeah, great experience. A lot of fun. Andrew Garfield, Willem Dafoe were great. Uh, yeah, I uh, I can't wait to watch that movie again. Um, but slightly worried about the future of Spider-Man. I, I hope they figure it out. I'm sure they will. I mean, this movie was... Can I say... Yeah. Can I say one more thing that I heard someone point out that I, I think is a really, really great point that I think more people should be talking about? When... Last Jedi, all that backlash happened, and people were like, "Why is Rey so powerful when she's never trained? Why is that? Why is she learned so quick? Right? You know that whole thing that happened with Rey. You know what I'm talking about? I think about? so. Yeah. Nobody is saying that about Ned just being a wizard immediately. <laughs> I wonder what the difference is. Yeah. I wonder what the difference right. is. The difference is we needed that so that we can get the other Spider-Man. No, the difference is fucking. Because of sexist idiots. On yeah, the I know. You're, you're, you're probably right. Well, I, I, again, it's not my point, but I thought it was a really great point that I was like, oh, wow, yeah, nobody's calling them out. Why is Ned able to do it so easily? But 
they yeah i don't attacked. yeah the race stuff i wasn't even a thought in my mind but those star wars movies are worse than less less shit rules um yeah okay yes okay, so the second one yes the, the third movie is is pretty bad terrible yeah. um all right i'm glad we were able to talk about it that was your number two yeah. Dave. It, was, it was a joy it was a pleasure uh, number two for me, problematic uh, film by problematic uh, director Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, uh, was not equipped to talk about the uh, uh, underage, uh, <laughs> age inappropriate romance. Uh, but I did want to say that um, my favorite scene in the movie, the, and the hardest I laughed all in any movie that came out this year, was the scene with the female casting agent. And Alana. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. My God. Yes. That this scene alone and her face twitches and like her like cackling and stuff like that. That was amazing. That was my favorite scene, maybe uh single scene in the film. Where she's asking her if she could like ride a horse and. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's she's like, like, oh, fantastico. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can you <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Bueno, fantastico. And then she's oh, like, God. she picks up the phone and goes, no, no. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so good. Um anyway, yeah, it f- felt improvised. Yeah, I don't know what what was or wasn't right. what wasn't, but I just love that that vibe. Whatever that is, I I love that kind of oh, yeah. comedy. It's my No, like I said, favorite. there's individual scenes in that movie I I think are amazing. Oh, and I I drank water ate I ate pizza. Hmm. And had Twizzlers, Twizzlers on me, but forgot to eat them. Ah, okay. Twizzlers is always my movie. Licorice. That was, that was, that was like my licorice. I am, um, you know, there's, I like most foods and flavors at this point in my life. I like, you know, pretty much everything. Licorice, I, I can't do. I don't like the licorice. But what about Twizzlers? <laughs> Twizzlers are great, but that's not licorice. Twizzlers pizza. Would you like the movie if it was called Twizzlers pizza? Yeah, the movie would be acceptable if it was called Twizzlers Pizza. Yeah, gets the point. But licorice as a flavor, it's tough. I I can't do it. I don't really like it. Okay, that's my number two. Yeah, that was your number two. Uh, My number one, we already talked about Titan. Titan, Titan, Titan. Yep. Uh, And I really don't want to get into this movie. What would have been my brave pick? But my brave pick would have Matrix Resurrections. Oh wow! I like that. that. That's really funny. Yeah, it's a, I it's, saw a lot of people lo- love that movie. It's very divisive. I can talk for a long time about why I think it's great. Uh, I had a blast. Another movie I saw with FXP, Piz, and Kelly. Um, I, I, yeah, people are going to realize that their takes right now are idiotic. Um, I um, I saw it, Brandon. It's my number 16, so it wasn't too low. Um, I like three quarters of it. I really enjoyed like three quarters of it. The I agree with that. The yeah. very end, I cringed though. It was cringy. The very, the very the, end is the very yeah, end is, is too the very cringe. End is, is exactly. It's, and it just, it was like, come on, you didn't have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love, I love everything it was doing. Did you like the scene before the end though, like the rooftop? Yeah, I like pretty much everything. Yeah, I like pretty much everything. Okay. I still don't uh, really know what happens. It, we, this, that's a whole no, other podcast. But we yeah, there, it's yeah. that's what I, and that's what I like about the movie is that yeah. uh, it's it's a lot of fun. But yeah, Titan, my number one, love it. Um, Dan, <sighs> I said there's one movie that better be in your list. I said there was one movie that better be in your list, and it wasn't. And what? I would love to hear why it's not. 
because it's perfect. It's perfect. And I'm not accepting an argument that it's not. It's perfect. It's it's probably the best made movie of the year. I, I really, really agree with that. Here, okay. What you know what? I'm going to get on my... Uh, what's the expression? I never remember What this movie is it? Goddamn it. Your oh, soapbox. I'm, not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm going to get my soapbox on my high horse. I think I've said that before. I'm putting the soapbox on top of a, <laughs> on, on top on of a high horse. <laughs> I'm getting on that here. This movie is... This is why movies exist. <laughs> Oh, my God. This movie is what you go to the movie theater for. This is everything I wanted back in the movie theater experience in 2021, which was taken from us in 2020. This movie is... is, It's everything I want. And and it it was... It's amazing. It was perfect. It's fucking Dune. Dune. Oh, Dune. Yeah. I forgot about Dune. Incredible. And, like... You know, maybe I'd feel differently if I was like, like you know, more familiar with like the original like subject material. It was like very, very not, very loosely kind of you know familiar with 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 the origins of it, and you know, and like kind of like I didn't you know, I didn't really know this story before. I never never watched the old movie, never read the book, probably won't ever. Be, but this movie, this director, he's on a perfect streak in the for the last like ten years or so. Um, every movie he makes is incredible. Um, uh, Denny, Denny Vianu. I don't yeah. know if that's how you say his name, but I. I no, Denis. that's right. That's how you say. It? Okay. Um, yeah, and I would put this one right up there with, with his others. I don't know where exactly, but I have to think about it. But actually, I don't want to ever do that ranking. It'd be too hard. <laughs> I love I love all of his movies so much. And I don't I don't disagree with anything you said. It it is why movies exist. It is incredibly made. My pr- my only issue with it is I just don't, I'm I just have no investment in the story at all. Like I read the book, and so like I just don't love that world. Like I just can't. Like I just that's literally the only reason why. And so it's like it was just brand new to me, and I thought it was really cool. Like I, it's, I would, it is, yeah. and it's it is it's cool and good. Like I, I I've talked how much I love the throat singing scene. I I've I mean uh old you know someone we went to high school with Mulder. We talked about this for for like twenty minutes. That like I've never seen a scene explain everything in the short that short amount of time ever, almost in, in any movie where you just understand that planet and what they are about and what they do, and you literally see them for like twenty five or thirty seconds. It's in, it's like insane. He's such a good uh, vis- like visual filmmaker. Everyone uh, talks about the scale, all the, that stuff. He's the master of visually I watched, what you can do in cinema. He's the master. I watched so many behind the scenes stuff about how he got the lighting to work like he used these like sand screens instead of green screens which mm. makes it like almost impossible to cut the people out of it but the light that it reflects onto them makes everything just look so much better cuz like when you have green light reflected it's bright and so then they have to fuck up with the lighting and that's why lighting in a lot of CGI scenes never look good and like Wow. This ex- they were explaining like why like why everything looks so immersive because of that and um yeah I mean just like in, in terms of craft yeah it's just so good it's just I I can't I can't love that world that much it's my number thirteen like I love I love the movie got it he um yeah got it's I just this is kind of like for the same reason why I love that movie Boiling Point so much. When it's clear that there's just <coughs> tons of effort required <laughs> to really to, to right. make a film, that is cool. you know, like the the hard work, like the uh, you know, 
boiling point in a very different way. You know, it's you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> but like still that required just en- I'm sure endless rehearsal to really get that right in a different way. Dune, just the amount of work and people and uh, I just. I'm a sucker for big budget stuff. What what what, what, what do I want to say? I love it, yeah. and, I, and I love sci-fi. Listen, it was a really great year for movies. I think we could tell by our list. Like there was just so much stuff, so it's hard. Um, this is a dire- this is the direction I you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in like, yeah, incredible sci-fi where it's not too hard sci-fi, but it's and it's well it's done. Pretty hard, you, you know. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, but. Nah, there's harder than this. There's like yeah, some yeah, really but it all stems from this though. That's it the all thing, stems from right, much. and that was me kind of like learning that watching this movie, like picking up on like, oh yeah, this definitely this pulls from this. Star Wars pulls from this. Uh, Stargate <laughs> pulls from this. Uh, the Force, uh, you know, that's, Xenon, yeah, Girl of the Future, yeah, Beetlejuice, Sandworm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My number fifty-three. <laughs> God. That's, all right. What's, what's your number one, Dave? Uh, Red Rocket. I just want to say about oh. Dune. I, I, I didn't hate the movie at all. I just could not follow it. I might be too dumb. I don't know. Um, but I'm also not interested interested enough to to probably put the brain power in following it. And I thought it was, it looked good for the world, but the world was not interesting to me. And I thought the acting was kind of, uh, Timothy didn't, I don't know. I wasn't really into his acting style either. But, hey, it's not my kind of movie. It wasn't made for me. I understand that. A lot of people I know loved it. Um, so, but my 50, 53. Um, now, my number one, we already talked about it. It's Red Rocket, uh, which was on both of your guys' lists. So. My number two. I, I bought a water bottle. At the Philly Film Festival, popcorn, Sour Patch Kids, went in there, had a great time. Are you doing, Dan? Am I do? Am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, Red Rocket number one, number two for you guys. Wow. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, but it was my number ten. Shot all the way to the top. And it was a switch when I used Brandon's comparison tool. It wasn't in my top ten. It was like twelve. Oh, um, and it moved up. Interesting. Yeah. So well, that's it. Those those are the top ten. Yeah, that's our top ten. Do you want to talk about the shit just quickly? Oh, the worst ones. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have to. Brandon, do you want to do your your bottom five? Yeah, I'll do my bottom five. Uh, one of these in particular, I just want to say before I read it. Not, it's obviously a much better made movie um, than a lot of other movies on this list, but I just hated watching it. Don't Look Up, Coming to America, <laughs> Space Jam, Hitman's Wife, Bodyguard, and Free Guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, um, I hate it, Don't Look Up. I'm on, the, I'm on the far side of that backlash. It's fairly low on my list, yeah. I, uh, I'm on, I didn't think... Yeah. Uh, I, it was I okay. didn't hate it. I, I yeah. thought it was fine. I thought people like over-hated it. I mean, I guess I can see why they hated it, but I enjoyed the experience like watching it with some friends and... I didn't think it was a well-made movie necessarily, but there were some good performances. The editing really annoyed me, I think, the most. But I, I, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't bug me really. Yeah, I'm in the middle. It's more so dislike, definitely not a hate, just because I do think it's funny. And Jonah Hill, I'm never gonna hate anything he's in, really. Yeah, there's some funny you moments. Know, any any performance from him, I'm gonna really enjoy. Um, I like Chalamet in it. 
Lights him better uh, than yeah, that. Alex Shaw, Shaw, yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Alex he, was, he, he was good. I think the best, the, my favorite running joke is that how she is still annoyed by the guy oh, charging yeah, that was, for the water. Like that was that a was good so joke. funny. Yeah, but that I was think great. I'm just, I, I just can't believe people are like, this is like the smartest satire. It's like this is like the most ham-fisted satire I've oh, ever yeah. seen. Like it thinks uh, the anybody, like it, I anybody felt like, saying that is like, ugh, come on, dude. Like, like, like I, I just felt like that it thought the audience was dumb. Like I, I think it's his style though. I, I know, but it felt no? even more like it, like it felt yeah. like specifically the se- like when they go to the White House and like you're saying with the editing, Dave. It's like every five seconds they cut to another example of why Meryl Streep is shallow, and it's like we get right. it. Like I don't need to. You don't need to show me <laughs> like fifty thousand times. Right. Um. Uh. Do, do you you want to say your guys' bottoms? Well, just also with that movie. Oh, we don't. What was I going to say? Go ahead, Dave. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I also want to say Coming to America wasn't good, but I kind of laughed at some stuff too. I don't know. I didn't hate it either. <laughs> that 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 probably is just a victim of the ranking tool and me being like, I don't know. Like, you know. Like, it was like prob- a delight to see at points, you know, like everybody together and wasn't good, but. uh, Red Notice is worse than that. That should be in there instead of instead of that. Oh, I, know, so. I remember what I wanted to say about Don't Look Up. So somebody pointed out to me recently is, he wrote the movie before the pandemic. Oh, which really? I think should be taken into consideration that like it probably wouldn't be oh, wow. as obvious of a like of a mirror if more people right. knew that. He wrote it before the pandemic happened. So I think it was meant to be more of a lesson on probably climate change than anything else. But then it the pandemic be, happened right? and it was just like yeah, I still so yeah, I still think oh, that is kind of interesting because I, I think it's part of the reason why they keep pushing like this is about climate change is because everybody else a lot of people were thinking it's about the pandemic. Right. I, I, I just still think that That's it could have yeah. I still think like in terms of like the filmmaking like the visual storytelling, it could have just been more subtle. Like re- really without making oh, for any sure. changes yeah. to the script. It's just not subtle and um, that's the kind of comedies he makes though they're not subtle they're like I don't know it, it works sometimes when it's over the top and then a lot of times it feels like what the f-? like I don't care like the, you guys it's annoying were you guys not into the big short that's the I only don't one, like the big short at all that's the only one that I like watching but again I don't think it's a great I think it has the same Ugh, issues but that one I has a lot one. less stakes to it like I, I that one I enjoy their performances more like I yeah. feel like I'm able to just enjoy I like, I like that movie Brad that Pitt one drove me drove me crazy. The I, like the editing in that one was like, oh my god, that drove me crazy. Yeah, but see, uh, <laughs> I do. I, I mean, I like his straight comedies though. I think Step Brothers is like a top. Yeah, five. those are great. Those yeah, are top great. five comedy yeah. all time for me. Step Brothers. His but, last few know. films though, like doing like the satirical, yeah. political right films, hit very hit or miss. Like with like the, the outcome. Sure. Like within the film itself, like none of the films have been good. I think. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Not not for me, maybe. Oh, I didn't. See, I didn't hate it. He did another one, right? He did. Vice. Vice. Vice that's yeah. Right. Vice. That's right. I didn't see that one. Yeah. <coughs> um. Okay. Bottom five. So Brandon said Space Jam. Space Jam. Oh, Space Jam. I didn't see it. Not even close. The worst movie I saw this year. It's really not even close. It is like that movie and then everything else. That's the that movie's the biggest piece of trash I've seen in a long time. That movie was like you know me. Oh, you Space Jam is the worst. Space Jam is by far the Easily worst. the worst. <laughs> like it's the worst movie I've seen in years, probably like years. Uh-huh. Really, really bad. Really, really, truly, awfully bad. There's nothing redeemable about it. It's even a bad movie for kids. I don't want kids watching it. 
<laughs> the Mad Max sequence is the only good thing in the movie. It's shit. <laughs> I like that. Um, it is. You know, I normally am not one to complain about like excessive IP. Just you know, I you know, because I, I don't really. Well, care, that's why I hated Free Guy so much. Right. I. <laughs> I, I gotta see. Free, I want to see Free Guy. I'll bet I like it. I like Ryan Reynolds. I, <laughs> there's there. Well, I I, don't, I can't spoil it because it's the ending that just, I was like, are you kidding me? That's what you're gonna. Uh, yeah, we'll because like I, it, we'll talk I about love it. the Spielberg IP one. Um, no, oh, yeah, I, I like that one too. I like that. Movie. Um, can't think of what it's based on a book. Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Um, anyway, okay, so the spaceship at the bottom. So the rest of my bottom five. So it's twenty nine to thirty three. Twenty nine. Uh, so best to worst. Twenty nine is Godzilla vs Kong. Um, enjoyed it at the theater, but the the plot was rough with that one. That one was not a good plot. Thirty is uh, Snake Eyes, GI Joe Origins. <laughs> Didn't see it. I saw that. I watched all the GI Joe movies uh, all on airplanes this year, including that one. Um, Thirty one is Venom, Let the Breed Carnage, which Brandon talked about. Thirty two is Halloween Kills. Not good. Oh. Yeah, I was really disappointed. By yeah, that and they're they're doing one more. I think, um, and then thirty three Space Jam, uh, a, a new legacy. Yeah, that's my bottom five. Dave, uh, my bottom five, number fifty eight, a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> Did you guys see this Ooh. one? No, Ooh. documentary that came out. Um, didn't like it. The same guy who did Room Two Thirty Seven. Okay. Uh, my number 59 is All Too Well, <laughs> the short film by Taylor Swift. <laughs> my number 60, that was really short. This one is super long. Zack Snyder's Justice League, didn't care. <laughs> Couldn't get into it. My number 61, a movie called Sublet that played at my theater. Just really poor writing and acting. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really bad indie film. <laughs> it came out and then the worst movie by far it might be the worst movie I've ever seen in my life bestsellers um, starring Michael Caine and <laughs> Aubrey Plaza oh didn't see that which worst, like people thought was going to be Michael Caine's I didn't see that one so I can't oh, okay. say but um, that was like the rumor that was going to be his last film Michael Caine's last film I hope it's not it's it's just one of the most cringy films I've ever seen like for too long. It goes on like almost two hours. Ugh. Um, so don't recommend it. One of the worst. I think it's the worst movie I've ever seen. I, I can't confirm that, but wow. I like, did not enjoy any part of it. All right. What were quick Damn. ones just outside of the top 10, which almost made it? Okay. Yeah. So um, uh, Annette was my number 11. The music, the Adam Driver, Marion Cotillard. Really sitting nice. with me really well. I love it. West Side Story, number 12. Um, Dune, uh, The Lost Daughter, the um, the Maggie uh, Gyllenhaal movie, and then Passing. Well, I don't know if any... Do you guys watch that on Netflix? Did they not Rebecca watch Hall. Passing, but I, I wanted to. Whew, was that was list. really good. What is that? Um, and it's uh, um, Ruth Nega and Tessa Thompson about... They're two black women, but they... Ruth Negat uh, is passing as white and is married to a white man who doesn't know that she's black. Oh, um, and oh it's wow! A, it's a story told in black and white, and it's 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 like it's amazing. Directed by Rebecca Hall, actress. It's it's like it's an incredibly good looking movie. Uh, and then so yeah, that was Passing Pig. Come on, come on, Judas and the Black Messiah, Shiva Baby, Barb and Star. Yeah, I saw some of those movies. 
uh, I did like a lot of them. Shiva Baby was great, and Shiva Baby's great. Come on, come on! I liked most of it. it was yeah, a little too sentimental for me. It dragged on towards the end, but it, I, yeah. in the beginning, I was like really into it. Did you guys see Tick Tick Boom? I heard it was pretty good. Yeah, it was. I mean, the, the performance was good. The movie was okay. Okay. Um, uh, the beginning of Last Night in Soho was great. Like the first like a- hour and a half. Oh yeah, I wanted to see that excellent. one. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, um, I like that one. I love uh, the Benicio del Toro segment in French Dispatch. Um, um, yeah, me too. The Humans is good. Bergman Island is good. No sudden move is good. Oh yeah, French right. Just like that first segment, French Dispatch was the only one I really enjoyed. It's pretty low on my list as a movie, just because it was at a hard time. Yeah, it was too one. much. I kind of yeah, was, it was too much. Too wordy. Just too much going on. I had, too a, yeah, I had a hard time kind of really following it. Um, but oh, did either of you see Don Cheadle in a Benicio del Toro movie? The, yeah, I, no that was the last move. one I said. Yeah, no sudden move. I like, I like that. that one. Oh, okay, it's a fun movie. Yeah, I kind of wanted to see that. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, just outside of my top 10, most of these we said already. Judas and the Black Messiah, just missed, number 11. 12 was Black Widow for me, Brandon. Oof, real low uh, for me. Real low? Okay. That actually yeah. makes me feel better because there was a time where I had it above Shang-Chi, but I, I like Shang-Chi more. Uh, 13, Summer of Soul documentary. You guys should definitely watch oh. this. Yeah, uh, I like yeah. that one a lot. Yeah. That's on my. That's twenty three for me. Uh, Quest Love's documentary about the uh, music festival that was going on in Harlem, basically the same summer as Woodstock. Um, amazing. The performances, the audio they get was it's it was incredible. really good. Yeah, yeah like um, there were some performances that were insane. Uh, a lot of gospel. They got good interviews. And, yeah. And they got good interviews. Like, um, of like the artists that played at the festival. And, and it's some artists we've talked about on the show. Uh, Fifth Dimension featured in there. Uh, oh, yeah. Stevie Wonder, incredible. But there's some gospel Sly artists that, that are insane. Um, oh, the Sly and the Family Stone performance is nuts. Um, <laughs> yeah. God, that was great, Doc. I'm happy I watched it. Uh, 14, F9. 15 is Bad Trip. Bad Trip was great. Loved Bad Trip. Bad yeah, Trip, bad trip was, so was funny. Was, was really great. Um, Eric Andre, you know, sort of ja- jackass. Basically, it's basically like a jackass movie. Um, <laughs> uh, with like, it's kind of like a Borat, with like yeah, a Borat like a plot, yeah. right, right, right. But with, with a plot like Borat, and but like I thought some, they were just so well done. Some of the gags. That's your number fifteen. Yeah. What am I doing? This is like my top. Uh, any any yeah. other ones that, what, you know, that whatever ones we haven't said. Yeah. Uh, my eleven was Card Counter. Uh, twelve was Some Kind of Heaven. Documentary about the retirement village in Florida. Hmm. Thirteen tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, oh. so great! Uh, Damn, it's that good. Damn, I really can't. Yeah, it's great. That. Yeah, Brandon, you'll you'll like it. I mean, it's the thing where like I can't follow so much of the dialogue because it's, it's right. It's Shakespeare from the text, but I just read the read the play recently, so I could follow along. But visually, it's. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, and th- yeah, Denzel is, that's probably one of my performance, my favorite performances of the year is Denzel as Macbeth. I can't wait to um, see Memoria, 14. Bad Trip, 15. Annette, 16. 17. Listening to Kenny G. All <laughs> of that. Uh, nine, sorry, 18. Judas and the Black Messiah. 19. Last Night in Soho. And 20. Truffle Hunters. Documentary about truffle hunters. In Italy. Oh, yeah. I'm nice. aware of that. Um, 
Oh, you went all the way to 20. Um, I actually like, saw okay. more docs than than normal. I saw the the Vonnegut doc, uh, the Val Kilmer, and the um, the Sparks, you know, Sparks Brothers. Uh, nice. Those are fun. Um. Oh, King Richard was actually. I mean, like, it's not a great movie, but uh, Will Smith is, is is really good in it. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'll probably end up watching that. Um. Oh, just to quickly, I guess, flesh this out since Dave went all the way to twenty. I didn't. I did Sorry. too. Um, Quiet Place Part Two, pretty good. Oh, that was a good movie. Um, Eternals, we talked about. Matrix Resurrections. Uh, Luca, really enjoyed Luca. Lu- Luca's oh, good. Luca. Luca Pixar good. movie. My favorite animated was uh, Mitchell and the Machines. That was really awesome. Yeah. Okay. Mitchell versus the Machines. Mitchell's versus Machines. But Luca was awesome too. Mitchell and the Machines. I'll add that to the list. I want to see Encanto. Also, it's the other Disney that was animated. Pretty, pretty good. Except saw some of an- it. It's annoying that I feel like Disney like they won't let them have villains anymore. It's like the 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 villain is your doubt of yourself. <laughs> like that's the villain in every <laughs> Disney yeah. movie lately. Um oh in 20 I put the Tomorrow War. Tomorrow War was fun. Oh, I, I didn't did, see that. Yeah. Didn't see that, yeah. <laughs> it, Amazon movie. It was not like good. It uh but it it is it was better than I thought it was going to be. The Tomorrow War. Uh okay. Amazon. I watched The Humans. <laughs> that wasn't bad. Um, I like The Humans. Amy Schumer. Um, oh, Kate. Did you guys see that? You guys ever see that I've movie? Seen Kate. Thing. It's on Netflix. No. It's like uh, Kate was like sort of noir action movie. Kind of has like um, Asian aesthetic. Woody Harrelson's in it. It didn't really. It was okay. Like it started off good and then it kind of went nowhere. It's basically the same premise as um, – uh, that Jason Statham movie where he he has like a thing attached to his heart. If he doesn't keep his heart rate up, he's gonna die. You know Crank. Movie? Yeah, it's kind of similar to the premise of Crank, where there's something in her blood, and she's gonna die unless she like she only has like a day to live because if they like poisoned her or something. Uh, Mortal Kombat towards the bottom. Yeah, I saw that movie. Okay, that was the first movie I went back to theaters with. Oh, nice. Was Brandon the first movie back in theaters was uh, Mortal Kombat for me. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see that. Or it might have been Godzilla vs uh, Kong. It was one of those two. <laughs> Quick old movies you saw. Too many. Too many. I one, saw one. Just one. <laughs> one great one. Um, uh, raise the Red Lantern. I don't know. Okay. I not will a, say not a, good, not a good answer. <laughs> I saw a lot of great old movies, and uh, I think I saw like almost like 250 movies like in 2021. Oh my Me god! Too. So I saw yeah. a lot of old what, ones. That's what I was gonna say. Like it's by it's there's just too many <laughs> to think about. Um, but some of my favorites were The Third Man, <laughs> Orlando, uh, The Draft Man's c- Contract was great, Tom Popo was great, Tom Popo. uh, yeah. To Live and Die in LA. I didn't really make a list, but yeah, I saw a lot of great 80s movies specifically. Um, I'm poking around. I'm gonna see if there's oh, any I, real quick. I uh, I watched a couple of Sam Raimi's I really liked that I'd never seen. I finally watched I watched Evil Dead Two, which was great. Yeah, it's a good awesome. one. And um, uh, the more recent one, Justin Long one, that was good. Oh, that one I saw this year too, or t- in 2021 too. That was awesome. What, what is it called? Um, which one? Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, yeah, nice. great movie. That's such a good movie. Yeah. Does the scene with the scene with the anvil? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a cartoon. Like, like, yeah, exactly. Like Wiley like Coyote. Coyote. Yeah. yeah, it's like an anvil dropping scene. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, 
like a couple directors i like did their whole like uh cronenberg i did all the cronenbergs and the and jane campion and uh john carpenter uh, i think the best ma- looking just browsing quickly through my letterbox maybe the one that stuck with me the most is black narcissus um movie that i had never seen that is amazing um too much stuff to think about i don't know uh i rewatched zodiac and moneyball a lot um <laughs> a lot um this is a long episode but you know it was a really good year for movies uh despite all the you know the chatter about the fate the 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 the, the state of the movie industry but there was a lot of good stuff um spider-man has proved them all wrong movies, movies yeah. are back well that movies where people don't want to get spoiled <laughs> like i'd see like like i wonder how well it would have done if they could see it on disney plus same day Hmm. You know, yeah, I don't big, know. I think that's a big factor. I think anyway, Spider-Man is what James Cameron needed to move forward with the new Avatar this this coming year. Listen, he's filming. I I watched it. You should. There's a fun interview with him and Denis Villeneuve interviewing each other, and like he's filming two, three, and four at the same time. It's in, like <laughs> he's he's an insane Dude, person. It's he's like a really twelve. Insane what is it? Twelve years in the making for these fucking sequels, which like yeah. It, it, I don't know insane. how he's going to get people to give a shit again, but he somehow always does. But wow. he, so. he always does, yeah. yeah. Every movie he makes is, since a certain point has been like the biggest movie of all time. So <laughs> he'll, he'll probably uh, find it. He'll figure it out. I don't know how, but he will. He always does. Um, well, this has been Cinnamon Host Bunch. Uh, dry, dry ass shit. Uh, Jan, dry. What did you say, Dan? Uh, Dave, the new one that you said. Genuinary. Genuinary. Um Jantruary also. Jantruary. The sincerity sincere, series. Sincerity series. Brought to you by uh editing uh <laughs> editor Fred Enthusio. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I <laughs> I don't even know where this is falling in the in the time. I I guess we have one more after this. Who knows? Uh it's a two. lot of them. We have two. We two have more. the um Podcast and personal moments episode. Oh, right. And then music. Yep. And, and we have the albums. music episode. Um, all right. I'm um, presenter Brandon Paul Damas. Paul Damas Branderson. <laughs> uh, My middle name is Thomas, though. So that works. There you go. Uh, presenter Danny here. Wes Anderson signing out. Cinnamon Host Bunch. We'll see you at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the other Wes of the pod. Uh, West Side Story, Dave. No, sorry, West Daven. Horror King. Uh, a lot of great horror films I saw. Not really, actually. I saw like three, but they were fun. And uh, we're going. Oh wait, I'm also <laughs> to I'm the da- movies. I'm Danny Vianu. Danny Vianu, Danny that's Vianu. great. Danny Vianu. <laughs> great movies. Twenty one. Bye. Um, Way better than 2020. 2020 sucked.